Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is a No Structure Podcast. No Structure. All right, so what is this, episode 15? Sure. Episode 15. Uh, we got Shane on with us today, so just say a little bit about yourself. And, uh, uh, hey, I'm Shane. I'm a lifelong friend of Zach Camacho. I met him when I was like, what, three, four yeah, years, years old. old? So, yeah, we grew up together, same neighborhood, two houses down, and we've been friends for 20 plus years, and Tyler, me and you are friends too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have we don't have the long history, but right. I've known him for I don't know probably like ten years. And we're more, yeah, we're more acquaintances yeah, than friends. Like I like you, you like me, probably. But it's just like, <laughs> for sure, were you uh, were you at Eastern when he, you came and visited? Before? Yeah, I remember when he okay. came. Yeah. Okay, because I, I think I have a vague like memory of all of us hanging out yeah. in Redacted's basement. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly hanging out through other people. Yeah, for sure, hanging for sure, out with each sure. other. Yeah, well, we can start with the relationship stuff. Yeah, um, so you've been married a year? Yep, a little over a year. Is is it what you thought it would be? Um, I don't know, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah. Actually, what, what was your expectations going into marriage? Uh, my expectations, I don't know. I honestly, it, this sounds kind of weird, but the, like, the, the level of marriage, like, after a being in a long-term relationship for because we dated for eight years so it's like the <laughs> i ran out of reasons to not say we should get married <laughs> you get you get to eight years and you're like you know maybe we should wait six yeah. more months it's like dude it's been eight years you got to get to a point where like eight years is the mark of where it's either shit or get off the pot or whatever people used to say that to me all the time yeah and then but like when it's that level for me in a long-term relationship eight years the jump to marriage really isn't that big of a deal like I mean, it is a big deal psychologically. Like that's the main problem for me right. in our relationship is the psychological fact that we know that we have to be together forever, and like that part's a little intimidating. Just like the forever like th- things will you know th- yeah things things will be going fine, but it's just like in the back of your head you're like man yeah, this has sure. to work for sixty more years you know how and it's, do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. Like you know anything you're gonna die. Damn, how long well, yeah, you play that? Man, hopefully. Fuck. If I uh, lay off the whiskey, maybe 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, just like, that the whiskey keeps you alive, but... Yeah. I argue that. I argue that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. We're the ones that argue that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think about it that often, but mostly I, I think about it, and I think we both, as me and my wife, think about this when, you know, when you get in, like, little arguments and stuff, yeah. and, like, things will start to be, like, a little competitive, and you're just like man how am i gonna like deal with it you there's gonna always be effort and I'm like man am i gonna really be wanting to put in this same level of effort for this like long period of time and it's like i mean that's just a psychological yeah. way of thinking about it and like but do you think that every time you have like these combative arguments it gets better every time like your guys is um like the way that you guys find a solution it becomes better yeah i would say so so wouldn't that make you more optimistic yeah i mean i'm generally optimistic i mean obviously or else i wouldn't do it i'm just saying like one of the critical points like everybody has these kind of thoughts (laughs) everybody has these kind of thoughts you always like you know you know go into a point of your life where you're thinking of things to an extreme you know but not all the time (laughs) so what i was saying was going back to what you said before you said that it was once you got to eight years right it was kind of shit or get off the pot was there a moment that made you think that like it should or get off the pot? Was there like do you have a was there an ultimatum given or was there like a moment where you're like I have to do this now or 
No, honestly, uh, like the ultimatum thing, that's a, a lot of people actually have asked me that before. And like, that was a big reason why I wanted to get married was because I never got an ultimatum. Mm. So it was like, I was like, man, she's put up with me. And I, I mean, even kind of mad at myself. It's like, I'm putting her through eight years of just fucking waiting around. And she never gave me any shit about it, really. Like, and I was like, man, if she's not going to put me at a point where like, oh, you need to marry me or I'm leaving. Then I'm like, man, this yeah. is maybe the right person I need to be with, you know? So for sure, for, for sure. that, that was a big catalyst for me. And then another one on a deeper note for what you kind of said at the beginning is like, what brought me to the point where it was where I needed to make that decision or not was uh, when her father passed away. And I just like something, something big in her life. And I was just, you know, I had so much sadness and understanding what she was going through that I was like, man, I can't see myself with anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Do you think um, having a baby kind of determined your decision to kind of pull the trigger and get married? Uh, you mean like forcing you to decide if you should get married? Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with. If you have a kid being pushed into maybe I should get married just for the sake of the kid. Hey, I feel you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, sp- I'm speaking yeah. to you on that. That's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's like, it's like a general thing. It's like, I could understand why people would want to do that because you want to be there for the kid. But like, I mean, you got to think selfishly. I mean, you want to be for the kid, but you got to think about your own happiness and if you guys aren't going to be happy, then maybe the kid won't be happy either. And to that point, too, you also, I think, you have to be ready. I mean, so certain people are ready at different times. Like, you and Taylor's engagement was, what, two years? You guys were dating for, what, two or three years? Dating for three years, yeah. Three years. Your guys was eight. It's just different times. And a baby, if you're having a baby, that pushes you to be ready way before mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. And you add the responsibility of having a child on top of also the responsibility of having another being now you're caring for two people plus yourself instead of just the one person or the baby. For sure. And uh, another thing about that is I feel like um, like the reason why it took me so long to get to that point, like for you, yours was the shorter because I feel like for me, I was a lot younger. So I had a lot more growing to do to get to the point right. where like you had a level of maturity that was higher than I was when we first started dating. So I had to grow further to get to the point where I wanted to think of a long-term thing. But like, if I met her when I was like 25, then it probably would have been like the same amount of time from then to now. For but sure. it's just like, when I was just you so, uh, like, I think it was like 19. You were 19? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like 2009. So there was just, there was I a lot, there was night. just so many yeah, growth, I man. Like I, I hate, like thinking it back to the person I was at 19, like <laughs> I hated that person, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not like hated my person, but it's like, I was such an immature person, you know? It's like, yeah. Like I, yeah, there, there was I mean, a lot, there was growth that had to happen, and like I didn't get to the point in my life where I feel like I'm comfortable with who I am until probably like 28. Like honestly, yeah. I think that the year that you turned 19 was probably the year I probably drank the most beer ever in my entire <laughs> life. Like we did a lot of fucking beer drinking. That yeah, year. and it's just like there was a there was a lot of hurdles. Like we yeah. went off to college. Lourdes was you know back at home four hours away. So like that but that was an obstacle. I I think that everything happens in life for a reason, and I think that you going to Eastern had a part of, to do with me too. Like I needed you at Eastern. I think I said this at your wedding. Like I needed you at Eastern because you kind of helped keep me on track and make remind me of home and remind me that I need to be here for a reason. So yeah. like maybe that was the reason for it. I mean that sounds selfish on my part, but I, I, I feel like that was the reason that Eastern happened. Yeah, I get what you were saying though about the different paths of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretty much saying like you know it took you eight years with her on this path to get to where I was, but my path 
and I'm only comparing it because we're talking about the length of the engagement. Yeah. Um, my path, like, there was a lot of crash and burn with different people, mm-hmm. which made me know what I like and what I don't like for the next person. Yeah. So I feel like I could for sure faster. But you mm-hmm. had to figure that out with one person. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you rode that one person the whole time, that's that's props, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, let's be honest. So I've been more with more than one person, though. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that she was still... I think you meant for the length of time. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. She was still there, whether you guys are off and on, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. The fact that you guys are still, like, still continually uh, meeting up on the same path, mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Sure. And that's a whole different type of, um, you guys know each other. Actually, this goes to my next question. Uh, you guys know each other in such a different, unique way. You guys mm-hmm. have known each other for how many years? Uh, at this point, it's over 10. Over 10 years? Yeah. Would you say that 10 years feels short or long? Uh, I would say a combination of both, honestly. Like, uh, But I would say more long. <laughs> more long? Yeah. Because okay. there's there's, it's really hard for me to imagine a point in my life when we weren't together at some point besides when i was like almost just a kid you know mm-hmm. yeah but so my question for you is you guys have been together for 10 years mm-hmm. what age would you say your guys actual relationship is because for face value it's 10 years but you mm-hmm. guys clearly know each other more than 10 years i had this conversation with taylor uh-huh. and i feel like our true relationship age is way more than what our ages if i were to be like oh yeah we've been together four years yeah you know so I mean? like in dog years basically yeah, yeah. What is, what is <laughs> my, human, my human age yeah is but my spirit yeah <laughs> i know what you mean but uh yeah so like the level of how long i feel like our relationship is based on my own thought yeah. of years uh i don't know that's tough uh who was the the longest friendship you've had uh this guy right here how long, how long <laughs> has that been uh, uh 25 20 29 now yeah no, 25 I guess years 20, 25 okay. 28 so compare compare your guys' <laughs> right compare your guys' knowledge of each other so your knowledge with your girl mm-hmm. your wife your knowledge of Zach mm-hmm. and I know that she has an advantage because you can be intimate with her yeah I mean I know y'all some weird nights in college he's kidding he's just joking but, so I know that she has like a slight advantage to catch up to twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. put that narrative out there. If you compare that, like, what is what? What would you say the the age would be at that point? Uh, between me and her, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I would say probably about the same, give or take five years. I don't know because take ten years is still a long time. But I mean, it could be easily fifteen, yeah. <laughs> twenty. I don't know, somewhere in there. I just feel like at a certain point, it's just it's a long time, you know. So I don't know. What about for you? How how old? Do you think? Yeah. Um, I feel like ours is actually a lot bigger than maybe you would guess. I don't know if it's because of the things that we've been through to get to a point that we're at, or yeah. I don't know what. But I feel like our our actual relationship was like fifteen, like fifteen years, probably. Damn. I don't know if it's I just trust her more than the mm-hmm. average or what, but whatever the factors are that made me feel like that like 15 years sounds right yeah and how long has it been from the very beginning like five four years oh okay but i just feel like i just know her really well yeah damn that's been a long that's been a a long but fast four years yeah like i've known you for what like 15 15 years yeah and i that's that's why i think that the intimacy boosts the number up so much more yeah Mm -hmm. which isn't 
if you're going to compare isn't fair to your friends that you're not intimate with yeah you wanted to look at it like that Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it is what it is yeah but i'm also not looking for that type of part of our friendship from that for sure yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. our like we're gonna compare our friendship and mine and taylor's relationship obviously we're looking for two completely yeah 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 so yeah so i yeah i mean for what the relationships are they're perfect how they are right for sure but if you were to look at it on paper and write it down i feel like i can justify 15 years between me and taylor Mm -hmm. and i think with friends there's just some things that's just better left unknown you don't need to know everything about your friends for sure Yeah. yeah there's some things that you know that she wouldn't know. You know what I mean? There's, it's sure. going to work on both sides. Yeah. And at the end, it's going to be a complex way to come up with a number at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? There are things about him, though, that I wish I could forget. That's for sure. <laughs> Likewise, my friend. Likewise. <laughs> Damn, I hella want to ask, but I know you ain't going to say it on here. Yeah. can't say it there. I don't know how long you want this podcast to go. <laughs> so since we're talking about relationships right now, I have a hypothetical situation for you guys. Um... So you and your girl go to a party, right? Mm-hmm. And I like parties. There's a girl that comes in, <laughs> girl that comes in, and you fuck with her in the past, right? Like actually fucked her in the past, right? How, okay, yeah, keep going. Uh, of course, not. Are you? Is it your obligation to let your girl know about your relationship with the other girl? Are we talking like this was like recently or like years ago? It doesn't matter. You fucked her. Period. If it's years ago, I don't think you're under any obligation. If it's been like within the okay, last, okay. So like, elaborate year. on that. Why do you feel like it's not obligation? Because that was a whole different lifetime ago. Like if it was something that happened in college, that's a whole different life ago. Okay, so if she found out that you guys fucked, would she be mad? I mean, I would assume. Uh, I don't know. I think that depends on the person. Because if it was me in her situation. Mm-hmm. If it was somebody that was like more than five years, I don't think I would really care. Or like more, even more than three years, I wouldn't really care because that was none of my business back then. But if it was somebody that she was like, oh yeah, we just had sex like three months ago, I'd be like, all right. My opinion about that is like, if somebody had any prior relationship to any point where we first met, then honestly, that's really none of my business. And I don't care that much. Like if it happened after we met, then yeah, I'd be mad. But I can't be mad about something that happened before we even knew each other. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, it's like, I don't, that's like, that breeds. That's that's not my question though. Like you being mad about the situation, I feel like it would be very immature to be mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all agree on that. But is she obliged to tell you that she messed around with this person in the past? Hmm. Is she obliged to tell me? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like kind of like the thing where it goes to like, would you ask her? This is all right. I'm gonna go off this. Have you ever asked your girl how many guys she's been with in her life? Like, she's asked me. Have you guys figured out how many people each of you have slept with? Because that's like a is, super. Actually, good question. Is that something you guys would normally do in a relationship? Uh, like, would you? Are you mm-hmm. expected to ask that at some point? Uh, I mean, that's kind no. of a weird thing. So like, I, I'm, I say no too. I I'm think sure a lot if, of people have, you, but mm, I don't even think that there's. I just think whatever happened in the past is nobody's business. Which you mm-hmm. know, like I wasn't a part of it, so that's none of my business. I know I personally don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It's not my I don't business. care either. It's, it's I'm, I'm very business. in the present. Like, I have no idea, but it's like 
a lot of people, I feel like if people did let each other know how many people they've been with in the past, it's usually a, a small number. So yeah. they'll be like, yeah, I've only been with like one or two people. Then that, that's easier well, to admit than be like, yeah, I've had like talk, 30. <laughs> we've talked about this on the podcast before about how, uh, remember the old American Pie thing where it was like, if guys tell you a number, you divide it by three, and that's their actual number. But yeah. if girls tell you a number, you multiply, multiply it by three. Yeah. Their <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of true, though, honestly. <laughs> Is it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, not for me, but I mean, I could see that with a lot of guys. I've heard guys tell me, like, oh, yeah, I've hooked up with this many girls. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I believe that. Well, Will Chamberlain <laughs> hooked up with, like, what, 5,000 women or something? Yeah. I think he said, like, 20,000, honestly. Jesus. And that was, like, you know astronomical but uh yeah. you know possible for yeah, him you know, he's a basketball that, yeah. he's a basketball player but yeah. you know someone one of my friends saying you know, i'll yeah. i've hung out with you bro i don't i don't think i've seen him that many times yeah i've seen you talk to maybe five yeah <laughs> but yeah so going back to the question um if the person feels if your significant other feels obliged to tell you or if you feel obliged to tell them about the person the situation let me throw another uh scenario out there so a gr- or a guy comes in mm-hmm. that your girl's fucked in the past. Mm-hmm. You've been talking to him this whole time. Like, he's a dope-ass person. You guys are kicking it, talking, having drinks, whatever. Is she supposed to tell you at that point? Hmm. If y'all are hanging out together? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like, if you're hanging out with a person, and I don't want there to feel like there's a secret between you two that I don't know. So I'd rather you just tell me and we could just clear that secret out of the way than you guys maybe giving each other awkward looks and shit and then I have to guess at what happened. Yeah. And then you make me feel stupid if I have to guess what happened and then that didn't happen and then now I just accuse you of something. Yeah, you look jealous. Yeah, I look crazy. Did you guys fuck? Yeah. <laughs> tell me! God damn it! Yeah, like, man, I'm not... Either way, I'm going to look crazy yeah. out here. So I just think you should just tell me up front and we can yeah. just get that out of the way. See, I'm going to be more pissed if you hold that in and then tell me after than I would be if you told me at the beginning. I don't know. I feel like this is like more of a question more geared towards like him with somebody who's like yeah. still in like boyfriend girlfriend phases and right. stuff because like the me and my wife, yeah, but me and my wife like honestly, I don't fucking care about anything in the past. It's like we're married at this point. Like yeah. everything in the past, like I've done some messed up shit, she's done some messed up shit, like not in terms of like cheating or anything, but just like things that, you know, you've done and you're just like, I mean, we're married now. I'm we're over all of like the immaturity of, you know, our younger years, you know. But I think the friendly aspect, you being friend, or you having a conversation with a guy that she's fucked in the past, mm-hmm. I think that is very relevant to now, being married. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's relevant regardless, like whether you're married, whether you're not married, whatever, because this is, um, some people can be, like, can feel humiliated in that situation, like, you mean to tell me that you got me over here being hella friendly with this person, knowing damn well they fucked you in the past, and now this person feels like they got one up on me, or something like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, but, I mean, not to say that you feel this way, but, I mean, like, for me, that seems more like an insecurity issue, honestly. Yeah, like, like, if you're worried about what your girl did, then you're not that confident in where you guys are at that point. It's like... I don't know if it's more of an insecurity or more... I personally just see it as, like, a courtesy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like... Thanks for letting me know. You know yeah. Like, obviously, you didn't have to tell me, but I appreciate you letting mm-hmm. me know. Yeah. For me, it's just like, just don't make me look stupid. Like, I don't want to look stupid if you guys are sitting over here, like, snickering and stuff. And I'm just like, what the, f- what the fuck's going on? Like, you guys, obviously, this is more than you guys have just passed each other a couple of times. Like, okay, going off of that, when would be a good time to tell? Right at the beginning. 
when the person walks in? No, like when they, <laughs> no, not when they walk. I fucked them. No, 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 no. But if you're like what your scenario that you described was, we're sitting here having drinks with this person. That guy goes and gets up to go to the bathroom or something. Hey, just pull me and be like, hey, listen, such and such happened. I don't want to so make at, this weird. At the get together. Yeah, because okay. especially. I think that I'm going to have a whole bunch of questions about why are we hanging out with this guy in the first place. Who's like, a mutual friend? I have a story about this, actually. Um, I got one group. Lourdes grew up in Alaska, and she had her 10-year high school reunion uh, last summer. And I went to Alaska with her to go to her 10-year anniversary of her high school reunion. Yeah. And she only had one boyfriend, really, in high school. And I saw him there. And I actually went out of my way and talked to him. <laughs> and she was like uncomfortable. She was like, "What the fuck? Why would you go out of your way to talk to him?" I was like, "I don't just, I just don't fucking care." It's like yeah. he, like he seemed like an interesting guy. Like he actually opened a brewery. And then I was just like, "Man, like I like beer. That's an interesting thing." So I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I fucking, like I went, I went over to him. I fucking chopped yeah. it up with him for like ten minutes. And she was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't care. Like it yeah. doesn't bother me. It's like, I don't know. It's just well, like, that's so different though than." And that was that goes back to the thing I said about the time in between it happened. Like that was in high school. That was another yeah. lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. But this was six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know. Like, uh-huh. all right, and that is- goes back to what I'm saying about dating. It's yeah, like exactly. if you're dating, yeah, and then that more is a bigger thing in your life. I don't know. We've been in a situation where we showed up at a little house party, and I messed with one of the girls that was throwing a party, and was this her- we went to Bellevue. No, no, no. This was Fairway. I know, but didn't we go to Bellevue right before that? Oh, maybe. We, we were in the range, right? What was her name? Um, this guy. <laughs> we go into this party, and the girl's now boyfriend is in there, and he's like with all his friends in the kitchen, just sitting there, like my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you show that to the camera? I got it on his hand. Anyway, anyway, so we go into the kitchen or whatever. We're walking to the party, and the girl comes up to us like, "Hey, you guys gotta go." And we were drinking vodka in, uh, I think it was like Baja Blast. I think that was like our shit at that time. Whipped cream. Yeah. Whipped cream shit in Baja In the range. This was the Range Rover days. I'm kind of confused. So she wanted you to leave because you hooked up in the past? Her boyfriend told her to to leave. Oh, that's fucking. Okay, see that. That's weird. He told him to leave. Okay, see that. That goes back to what I said. That's my bad though. So if you leave it, I'll leave it too, bitch. Yeah, I mean, that just goes back to what I'm saying like a second ago. It's like, that's just more on him being insecure about you more than him being confident about where he is in his relationship. He just sounds like an insecure guy. So I wouldn't want to be around that guy anyways. Sounds like an insecure guy. Yeah. Like they're probably not even together right now, I would guess. Ding ding. Got it. Yeah, so, um,. That was that was good times. That was a good time, actually. Yeah, yeah. we, we would have got our ass beat. Probably. <laughs> what you, know what? John Cena? you know what? There's like four of them. You know oh, what? Okay, I would have yeah. taken that we ass with like a champ because you know what? That we would have had no choice. We couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were in the kitchen. I would have got. I would have got like one, maybe one good punch in. Before I would have got him. one for sure. Yeah. You got to get one in and then get your ass yeah, beat. Exactly. <laughs> so I have a female friend. She asked me this. Well, she asked me for advice in the situation. I thought this was kind of interesting. Okay. All right. So she was dating this guy for maybe like six months. Everything was great. Um, the guy, I think, well, at the end of the day, the guy liked her way more than she liked him. Oh, okay. Usually the case. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy <laughs> was like taking care of her, doing all this shit, and ended up giving her like, the situation comes down to he gave her $1,000, like to kick it, whatever. And like, what do you mean to, to kick it? <laughs> no, just gave her like their boyfriend girlfriend. Oh, okay. gave her a thousand dollars. I gave her some money to kick it. Thousand dollars in this situation is what he gave her. 
Like right. they're actually boyfriend or girlfriend or they're friends? They're actually boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, okay. He gave his girl $1,000. But when you say kick it, like what? Oh you my God. Like, <laughs> I mean, just say, who gives someone a thousand bucks? This motherfucker, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to split the, separate it. Is he giving her a thousand dollars to kick it? Yes. Like just like almost so as like an allowance just for life. For the thousand dollars. No, this is, bruh, this is his girlfriend. <laughs> I know. So you're saying kick it as mean like he can, she can spend it on anything. Just basically an allowance. Yes. Okay, that's important because it sounds like you said he gave her a thousand dollars to kick. Like yeah. he paid her to. He kick gave her it. a gift of a thousand dollars. Okay, no, perfect. Okay. Jesus. Christ. He <laughs> hey man, people give people a thousand dollars all the time. <laughs> he gave her a gift of a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Two weeks later, after this gift, she breaks up with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. That's messed up. That's hysterical. She breaks up. <laughs> She breaks up with him. A week after that, so this is three weeks. Uh-huh. A week after that, she gets a text. He wants a thousand dollars. He wants a thousand dollars back. She asked me. She's like, "Hey, so should I give it back to him?" Fuck no. Hell no. First okay. off, okay, because why? That that, that brings me. Okay. okay. Well, I was just gonna say the one point you made, and this is why I wanted to separate the thousand dollars and kicking it. You said it's a gift of a thousand dollars. A gift. I'm not giving you a fucking gift back. Okay. And what you got? Uh, I mean, that just, the whole situation of that just kept bringing me to this quote. <laughs> and it's, a fool and his money will soon be parted. And it's like, <laughs> like it's like, dude, if you're going to give someone $1,000, then you basically expected them to like, at that point, that you're not getting that money back. So it's like, if you're expecting to get it back, then you shouldn't have given them the money in the first place. Okay. Let me time out right here. Going off of what you just said. If you get someone thousand dollars, you're not expecting it to come back. I agree with you. But he was in a situation where he thought he was going to continue this relationship. Mm-hmm. He had no idea that it was that bad that she was going to up out of nowhere and break up with him. Like literally caught him by surprise. They just moved in with each other like a week prior to him giving her a thousand dollars. Yeah. Can right? I ask why they broke up or is that giving too much information? She wanted to leave him because she thought that she was changing into somebody that she did not want to be. Was she the same person prior to the thousand dollars? Her lifestyle was changing. Okay. And she didn't like the direction that it was going, but she did not express this to him. Mm -hmm. The way she expressed it to him was by breaking up with him. Okay. So in his mind, everything was great. Yeah. So is there, does he have any right to ask for that money back absolutely not yeah <laughs> see me Sorry, bro. You to gotta, me you wear that one. that's to me that's a thousand dollar lesson yeah <laughs> you spent a thousand dollars to learn something and that's it's true. like man that's a lot of money but it's like okay so if camacho owed me five hundred dollars and that ruined our friendship and like it'd be like i spent five hundred dollars to find out who my real friend is that's true it's like like that's the money that you invested into learning what happened so it's like and not saying that $500 would ruin our friendship because if I gave you $500 and you need to pay it back, I would be like, I you I wouldn't. Know, I could at least get the $500 out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like if, if he needed $500 and dashed out, I was like, man, then, I, then he can have it. It's like, That's true. 
It's yeah, like, I agree. I, I'm not giving strings that attached. Also, that also shows you the value that the other person puts on your friendship. If they're willing to dip out on your friendship for 500 bucks, like if they're willing to throw away your friendship just so they don't have to pay you back $500. You were never that close to begin with. And that's what wow. that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a thousand dollar lesson. Like, it sucks that he lost the I money. like but you would have known that about that friend a long time ago yeah. before the $500 even came up. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that situation. what... Situation. Yeah. That's why he's got to blame himself for the thousand dollars. Like, if he didn't figure that out early, then you got to charge that to the game. See, I get both sides, though. I get the side. The game like that. I definitely get the side that yeah, it's a gift. We've been taught that since we were children. Like once you give a gift, you can't receive it back. Indian and giving, yeah. It can't be, exactly. You cannot. <laughs> Which do is kind of racist, really. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It felt racist as I said that. Change the redskins. Yeah, change the redskins. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was just thinking that. And then the other side of um, him asking for it back, I get that as well. Which I. I get that she's not going to give it back, so it doesn't really matter. But I also get him wanting the money back because in his mind, he thought everything was good. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything he can to make his girl happy, you know? Yeah. See, the only way I could ever see it becoming a point where he would maybe ever deserve to get the money back is if he gave it for a reason other than here's $1,000 to kick it, like you said, you know? Yeah. Like if you gave him $1,000 to pay your bills, you're down on your credit card or whatever, and then right. they got to... That there's an understanding that maybe you you know once I get back up I'll reimburse you but like if you give it as a gift it's like that's a gift mm-hmm. <laughs> like no matter what question is so you said this happened two weeks after he gave her the thousand dollars was the thousand dollars already spent oh yeah it was gone because yeah. mm. well, you said she asked if she if, if she wanted AMAX, if she, she wanted to give it back the thousand dollars that's wild what do you guys think about if um, this is probably asking the wrong question because both of you guys are married but. What about engagement rings? Uh, if you're engaged, you guys said to call the engagement off. Are you allowed to ask for the ring back? Hmm. Uh, I would say a hundred percent. Yeah, you could, you could get the ring back, but it's a gift. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like if it's a if it's a mutual thing. If she if I was like, man, I, this isn't working out. Can I have the ring back? And if she said no, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't pursue it past that. I would. I wouldn't pursue it past that. But like, I would probably ask for it back at that point. But if she said no, then I would just. I would charge the game. I wouldn't fucking go past the first initial ask. Like, like, hey, can I have the ring back? She's like, no, I'm keeping it. I'm like, all right, fuck it. (laughs) Like, that's weird. All right, bye. Yeah, that's like, I wouldn't pursue it. I wouldn't like hire a lawyer or whatever. But (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I would just charge. Like I said, I would just. That's a ten thousand dollar lesson. Okay, bitch, you wasn't with me shooting. Bro, you're okay with losing ten thousand dollars? Like <laughs> I didn't spend that much on my ring. <laughs> I'm just saying, like ten thousand dollars lesson. Yeah. I don't know if I can take that one. Yeah, easy, bro. I don't know. It's, I don't know. The day that I could take a ten thousand dollars lesson easy, bro. Well, what would you do then? I don't know. But <laughs> I would say that my living situation would be way different. Yeah. From like ah, oh, ten thousand dollars is fine. But you'd have to pursue it in like a legal way to get that back if you had to. Oh, 100 percent. That's yeah. easy. But like in that way, you would almost be spending a lot to get to maybe possibly. Bro, if I can get half back. Yeah, you'll make something back. You know what? It's like you spend five thousand dollars on the <laughs> to, get to get five yeah. thousand. Yeah. Back. You're like, I'll come out zero if you come out zero. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, I'll take it for that zero. At that point, <laughs> is, it even, zero, is it even about the fucking? Rate yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like it just becomes more about the principle. Like, yeah, it that's is. what I'm saying. It's, like, it's, it's just your pride, bro. Yeah, it that's is. a pride thing it's for me. Sometimes you just need to chalk things up as an element. That's all. You're talking about ten thousand dollars, like it ain't shit. That's crazy. I'm not saying ten thousand. I'm just saying like with situations like this like the thousand dollars and stuff sometimes you just gotta admit to yourself hey you know what i took a loss on this lesson mm-hmm. i get it that's how i feel i get it but thousand. ten thousand now we're talking ten thousand is, is yeah. a whole different thing yeah, yeah. a little funny 
Mm. Uh, so you had an interesting question. Okay, so uh, the question I brought was um, if money wasn't your guys' motivation in life or money wasn't like the ultimate goal, what would you guys do? Like what would, what would you do in your life? If money wasn't a motivator for me, I think I would pursue something like this. Yeah. More like uh, probably video editing or I used to want to make music videos when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like film them? Like fucking all, uh, uh, video production. Hype okay. Williams. Yeah, Hype Williams cool. shit. Um, maybe music producing or even like cooking. I think cooking would be dope. I like cooking now. I think that'd be helpful. What's your, uh, your go-to dish? Anything, bro. I mean, but what's like, well, you know, everybody has their one thing. Like, Kevin has his chili from the office. Like, what's Tyler's thing? I think I'm really good at making steaks. I know that that's Same. something similar. Like, people, people say that often. Uh, but what are, what, what are we like, talking here? Because this, this goes specifically, do you pan fry it? Do you grill it? What are we doing here? I, I think I'm good all around. Okay. Me too. Yeah. There's so many ways you can make a steak. That's uh, true. And I know that, like, uh, like someone could be like, oh, I'm good at making a steak. and you eat it. But I think I'm good at making it, like... I could do a medium rare. I could do a well, low. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter, bro. I yeah, just think, no. like, that's, well, that's the one thing that I like the most. Like, I'll eat steak all the time. And just making it so often for myself, like, I just figured out ways that I like it better. But, know? and that's the unique thing about steak is that you can make steak and somebody else might not think it's great, but you think it's great because it's cooked to your liking. That's why I love Korean barbecue so much because you can cook it the way you want to cook it. But my thing is, I think that since I've tried it so many ways, I think I could do it in a way that you would like it. I definitely prefer to get a steak and cook it myself than go to a restaurant and get one. No, but depending on the restaurant. Let me, let me tail it back a little bit, but like, <laughs> Sorry, we got <laughs> we're getting a little bit into steak preparation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just uh, like, you said cooking, but like, what do you mean as in cooking? Like, as what you would do, you would just cook, okay. you would yeah. cook in like a fun way or how would you? No, I think I would, um, I think I would kind of like dive into like maybe, um, different locations more like uh, like spin a globe like an Anthony Bourdain type of thing figure out yeah like what, like their main cuisine is and like figure it out or even go to school for it or something okay. I gave you an idea would you want to cook for like mass amount of people or just like kind of like lo lower or like uh, you know intimate more settings if it got good enough it'd be cool to have like maybe something small yeah you know I, I don't want anything like a cheesecake factory mm, yeah you don't want to fuck a mass production catering gourmet thing. grilled cheese sandwiches Told you that's your that's your that's how you get out of here. That is a thing. Yeah, but I'm saying with a Tyler spit on it, it could be completely. Different. I don't like grilled cheese. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's like the most basic boring food to me, bro. Yeah, but that's why it's it would be such a great show because then you would show people how not to be basic with their. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I started making grilled cheese sandwiches, <laughs> it wouldn't be grilled cheese for long. It'd end up being something completely different. <laughs> I told I told yeah. that offset. I told Lourdes one time she was making me a grilled cheese, and I was like, "Oh, can you put like this and this on it?" And she's like, "That's like a sandwich." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like at a certain point, that when is it not a grilled cheese, and yeah. when is it just a sandwich? I feel like as soon as there's something else in it, that's not it's a sandwich. <laughs> All right, anyways, let's but, yeah, okay. yeah. So get into a weird area. Yeah, steak but, and grilled cheese. Okay, okay. so yours is you'd be a chef or you would do something creatively, videography, yeah. music video. What would be the number one, though, like out of those ones, if you had to choose just one? Uh, probably video editing. That's cool. I think that'd be hella fun because you can just kind of, you can just work anywhere, mm -hmm. you know? And if you have a laptop, you can edit anywhere. That's true. I think that'd be cool. Have you video edited before? I mean, podcast. Yeah. We used to yeah. do, like, shit in high school, but... Yeah. I don't know. Like, as soon as, like, jobs and careers get in the way... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of coming back to it, but... Yeah. Yeah. I think 
it's one of those things that if you really want to do it, you need a lot more time. It is funny though now because I remember those times when we used to have conversations about what you wanted to do in life and you were saying the video editing like before about the video directing so it's kind of cool to see it come full circle bro i wanted yeah. to do this shit back in high school tj yeah. tv days like oh dude TJ that was TV cool i think about that back to that i'm like yeah. man if i could go back i would have tried to like be on tj tv it was it was kind of crazy because it was like you would all be in like uh what was it called like the ad ad what's the name of that class that you would all advisor advisor yeah yeah, yeah. and then the like, tj tv would come on it was like almost like a show that, yeah. and, and yeah. like that's funny that shit be, was hella fun. It'd be fun to be From on. From that point on, like I was like, oh, the I best. Do this shit. The best TJTV ever was when uh, I think it was your class had made some inappropriate jokes about some girls in my class, and the they five, had the five five dude. Yeah, they yeah. Had, they had <laughs> a, I remember that. That's they so had funny. to fucking apologize yeah. on dude. TJTV. That shit was wild. I got in big trouble for that, and like I wasn't anywhere a part of that. Like the I got a teacher who yelled at me about that when I wasn't involved. They were just like, you guys are all like, like how could you do this and like. Just because it was like I was in that class, I was like, I had nothing to do with this. Like, my teacher got mad at me. What was the joke? <laughs> it was you guys said that because Domino's Pizza had a 555. Five, five yeah, I think it was time. like they were saying that they were easy, like a 555 five, five deal, like you could get through. For these two for girls or whatever. Yeah. And they called out their names too. It was at an assembly, too. It was at an assembly, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh it was my assembly. God. That's that so was crazy. Wild. You guys really had to do like a fucking press conference on TV. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Man. I remember my biology fucking teacher. high school press conference on TV. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I remember. Uh, like he was like the he was like sitting in the middle of everybody while they were making this apology on TV. Like, oh, that was my guy, so I'm like, damn, yeah. I'm sitting here watching him making this apology. I'm like, that's you're fucked. Really just that first and last names out there. Yeah. Oh, shit, well, <laughs> you got his email. You can. Ble- you can be- yeah. Yeah. All right. So what about you, man? Eighty nine at Gmail. Uh, Money is an issue. I what think would this, that? honestly, like, um, I would want to do something bigger with the No Structure brand, but I think like making a media house and like doing like a housing, everything like video editing, podcasting, content creation. Uh, and then like, if it wasn't anything to do with business, I would just want to do, I'm, I always say this word wrong, but philanthropy. Philanthropic. Philanthropy. Philanthropy. I always say it bad. You can so. say philanthropic. <laughs> yeah. Be philanthropic. Is that even a job? I mean, Bill Gates well, is basically. I mean, he just said anything. You but can his do job anything. is like CEO, chairman. He, I'm not but he said Microsoft, if, not anymore. But though. he was saying so that. What is he now? He's just does philanthropy. <laughs> Can't say anything. No, it's like, have you not seen Netflix? The new uh, Inside Bill's uh, mind. It, yeah, it's uh, it. you know, he's not he's not associated really with Microsoft at all. He just See, does. So he, he said the biggest share stake in it. I mean, yeah, he owns like, but he has no he has no actual business. Like the day to day. He hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. But he said, if if money was an object, what would you do? Just period. I think that, that I mean traveling and just helping out where I can. I think would be something that I would want to do. That's cool. But yeah. job wise, I would want to do something with no structure, and that's the plan. Okay. So that's cool. I guess I'm doing what I want to do now. Yeah, that's awesome. And now I'll just need to get rid of the job part of it. We'll yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. So I guess that leaves me then, huh? Yeah. Uh, Porn my- star. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. No structure presents. <laughs> this is getting in another weird area. <laughs> Directed by Tyler McGrew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine would probably be similar to what Tyler's is like, and I kind of, and w- which is cool because we're all like the things that we're talking about are things that we're sort of dabbling in, and it's yeah. just like obviously we haven't got to a point where the means have made us propel ourselves into that field where it will become. Oh, but it's some, coming. Yeah, I mean it's a you know a thing you're working on, yeah. but like yeah, so mine would be kind of video editing and making cool. content in some aspects in like more of a like a entertaining way not like just stupid shit but like something that would be 
someone could relate to and have like you know get themselves out of their own lives and be entertained and, and like make somebody laugh in some aspect yeah like, I'm not saying i would be like an entertainer in any way but like on any level like to me my whole life is based on like laughing like i like that's honestly who i am to the core it's like i would i'm like the happiest i am either if somebody's making me laugh really hard or if I'm making someone else laugh. And that basically describes who I am. It's like, yeah. if I can make you guys laugh, then I'm like the happiest I could ever be. And if you guys are making me laugh really hard, then it's like like something that had to do with just humor and so bringing joy. Like sketch videos? Uh, it could be multiple things. I could be story, I like storytelling in a way. Like it I could be sketch videos. I could see you doing an SNL type of thing. Yeah, it could be like, something I like could that. See you, like even writing. I think you would do, I think you do well at writing like sketches or skits and things like that mm -hmm. and then performing it would, them too. It wouldn't be like such a, you know, direct area. It would be yeah. kind of like widespread thing. It could be sketches. It could be yeah. like travel videos. Could be just entertaining things, or like, they could be sketchy travel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like a multitude, <laughs> niche. multitude of your things niche. of just like showing and taking people out of their own lives and just being, you know, entertained. Yeah, that's dope. Or even like a um, like a talk show host. I can see you doing something. Like yeah. That. But yeah, I mean, not even to that level. Like, I wouldn't be like, I want to be like fucking Jimmy Fallon or something. But right. even if it's on like a lower level and you just like did something That'd that was dope. interesting, you know. Um, my grandma actually, she, I was talking with her about the podcast and she posed an interesting question, especially for somebody her age. This sounds like a weird question coming from her, but, um, at the age of 50, let's say somebody comes to you and says, you can live the next 10 years and be wildly rich, but you're going to pass away after those 10 years, or you can live the next 40 years being like, I guess mildly successful, maybe like middle class, middle class, yeah. maybe like not upper middle class, but maybe like, just like. Like you have enough money to go vacation every once in a while, but like once a live, year, yeah, you don't once have to live vacation. an extravagant lifestyle or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you could live to be fifty, or sorry, fifty, eighty, or ninety years old. What would you? What would you guys think you would pick? So it'd be fifty to sixty, or fifty to ninety. Fifty to ninety. Yeah. yeah. How healthy am I? Well, if you pick the ten years, you're gonna die anyways after the ten years. Yeah, but like, are you struggling in those ten years? Oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, like, we'll are you say, 80? Yeah, we'll say, let's say perfect health. Yeah, let's just say perfect health to yeah. keep it. Perfect up. health and you get the wild out for 10 years or you get to live mediocre for 40. Not but necessarily then, mediocre, just middle class. But then you have to... The thing that I would factor into this, and this is depends on where you're at in life, I guess, at 50. But, like, let's say I'm married and I have kids and they have, they're starting to have grandkids and stuff like that. Like, I'm going to miss that part of their life yeah i think that that question like there's so many layers of that question yeah you have a way family, like you can't just be like if you did have a family can you just actually while out what if they brought you the question of yeah you'd die after 10 years but your family would still be taken care of well after those 10 years would yeah, you be willing to sacrifice yourself for your family Wait, 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 say it again? So, like, let's say they came to you and were like, uh, you you can take this money and you can only live for the next 10 years, but after you pass, your family is still well off. Like, you your wife and up. your kids are going to, they're going to continue on. They're just going to continue on without you, but they have now the means to do whatever they are want, you, whenever they are you want. you broke before this? No, we'll just say middle class. Like, yeah. you can either choose to stay where you're at or you can take the 10 years and the deal. It's like making a, I hate to use this terminology, but making a deal with the devil. Huh. But how much, how much money do you have already? Like, are they going to be fine anyway? 
They'd I mean, be middle class, is what I'm saying. Just, you, just like the, the, middle. the regular middle class. Yeah. Say you have like a 401k, a retirement plan, like the, just the, the traditional. And you have like the, um, life insurance. Yeah, yeah just you're like, going to be just okay. The you're not, you're not, you're not, not yeah. poverty. In that okay. situation, I'm hella living. Okay. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. See, the part that, with me for that whole aspect is, yeah, what you said and what you kind of touched on is yeah. the family throws in a whole new wrench in the whole thing for me it's like you would you wouldn't want to not see especially you having a son it's like you wouldn't want to take 30 years off your life to not be around your son just so you could be crazy for 10 years yeah, yeah. but like for me if i if i could just put the family part aside from it i could definitely see myself going with the 10 years yeah <laughs> if i was a single person yeah for sure mm-hmm. if i was in a family it's a selfish way for sure but but at the same time though because i've never lived this crazy life you mm-hmm. know like this me either where maybe you don't just, want that but like the whole ignorance is bliss thing. If I don't know, like I feel like I would be fine just continuing yeah. this, just fine, you know. I mean, that's probably yeah. I'd say the most popular answer is to take the longer term. Yeah, but I don't know if this day and age if that's the most popular answer. Mm-hmm. I think if you ask, I think it'd probably be fifty-fifty with people. Should yeah. we call Gemini? <laughs> you know, Gem- <laughs> Gemini is taking a summer. I'll take a full summer, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, that's those three months. Yeah. Just <laughs> this is June to August. I'm balling. <laughs> Honestly, why like this question would have been better if he was. Yeah. If he was no, I'll, I'll take his perspective. Uh, like I could see myself taking the ten years because, like, say you're working like a regular job, nine to five. Like you're always striving to like have that other party, either non forty hours a week or fifty, whatever you work a week. Let's just say forty. But yeah, the other hours of your of your week where you're not sleeping, you're not tired. Like the the core hours of when you actually need to have fun and are trying to do something that's like, you know, like. Uh, entertainment level it's like if i crunched it down to 10 years of freedom i could get more out of those 10 years than i could 40 years of trying to piece together weeks you know so i could see that argument the interesting thing about this whole question for me was it was because it was coming from my grandma who's lived 80 or 77 years now and she's posing that question it makes me wonder if in her head if at 50 she would have taken the 10 years seeing what she's seen over the last 30 now yeah. yeah, that's a whole nother because perspective for e- because we've only lived 30, you know? Yeah, because yeah, cause if you think about it, what if you did take those 30 years and then it turned out to not be anything like you wanted it to be and then you're like thinking in the back of your head, what if I fucking took those 10 years? Yeah. But if you got to, if you you could also go the other way. Yeah. If you were got to 10 years, you'd be like, man, it's the ninth year. You're like, God damn it. I wish I would have yeah, got 30 to- more years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's like at this point, I've done everything and now I'm not like, this is kind of boring, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think sure. if I did take the 10 years, what in that 10 years is something that I would actually want to do that I would feel fulfilled? Yeah. Well, Mine would just be traveling, I think. Yeah, but you can just travel, so travel much, for them. What? Yeah. Like, it's always going to be, and then what? But there's yeah. always something to explore. There's always, there's so many and places what, you can though? go. Like what, okay, so tell me what you're getting out of the travel. The experience, like, like you need, the, another culture, a different experience. But you're traveling to experience these cultures to die faster for what? To say to be able to experience them, to be able most, to most people will live. No, but I'm saying most people will. No, not to say that I travel, but to even have that experience. Most people live 80 years and have never even been out of their own neighborhood. I think I'm trying to understand why. Why anything that is in? I feel like travel fits under the superficial category because it's, it's something that, um, it's just something that you can do, right? Like, you can play the guitar. You can do all these things that when you die, doesn't matter. Yeah. 
So I, I consider that superficial. Like if you touch someone's life, like if I did something and I made you change the whole course of your life, I don't consider that superficial. So, I mean, I guess if whatever you're doing in your travels, you did something to change people. Impact somebody's life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which I don't think that you would do that in that time. Because, but you don't know. I mean, you don't know that. I mean, consciously doing it. Yeah. If you're just out here just traveling because you want to try new yeah. food and you want to go on See these different places. excursions yeah. and shit, I feel like that's that doesn't make sense to, to me. I mean, but what I'm saying is I could see somebody taking that 10 years and wanting to do something like that because a lot of people, for whatever reason, if they're poor or they just don't have the means to, don't get to travel or they don't have the time. I get, I get that. Yeah. I'm still just lost when it comes to you want to cut down your life I'm not saying me personally. I'm just saying that somebody, I could see the benefits of only wanting the 10 years right then and there because there's so much more life experience that you can get from being in, in, a, in a different financial situation than you are. I could see why somebody would want to take that 10 years. I'm not saying for myself I would. Okay, so what would, I'm living the 40s. If you took the 10 years, what is something that you would do? You said travel. Yeah. What's something else? Like, what's number two on your list? Maybe Probably, give me a, a different Like, try different. I think just try different things, like try different cars, do all kinds of things, like all things that you couldn't do unless you were in a different financial situation. What about you? Uh, what, what are you asking? Like, what would, what, okay, so if you had the 10 years to have as much money as you want, what would be like the top two things that you would consider doing? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think his answer is what a lot of people would say, and it's also my answer. It's like yeah. you would want to travel, but like I get what you're saying too. It's like at what point, like, Say you travel for two years, I almost feel like you would get old after a while, yeah, and then that's you, how I see. yeah, and it, it's almost like a question of like, would you rather have two years or forty years? Because like ten, I don't know. You would have to find some type of purpose at the end of it, where you would just that's the word. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It, it it's just such a short thing because it's like something you don't have, so it would sound attractive. But once you're in yeah. it, you would have to. You would go through it, and then you would realize, okay, maybe I need to get something else out of it. Right. But like, I don't know. It's yeah. Sorry. What you're saying about the purpose, I feel like I wouldn't get what I truly desired out of it. Mm -hmm. Like I could see, like if I had five seconds to choose, ten years of yeah. being filthy rich or forty years of being middle class, right? And I just like spur of the moment chose the ten years. I think I would eventually regret it. Yeah, and that's, not, that's what I'm, I'm kind of saying. That's what I'm, I'm kind of bringing up. Saying spur of the moment, I would. I can probably say that. 40 to 50% of people would take the 10 years if you gave them a day to decide what they were going to do. Probably because I think, I, I think you were just microwave society that, that people would want that. It's just something that they don't have. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But I don't think that they're looking at it long term that all this shiny shit that you think you yeah. can get isn't going to do what you think it's going to do. I know. Do that's, I was just arguing the other side of it is I could see somebody wanting to take the 10 years. Me personally, I'd rather do the 40 because that's a whole nother lifetime. Like you, there's... Like you said, it's with purpose. Is my purpose... This guy's had a whole other lifetime, I guess, the 20s. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm saying 40 years is like... Think about how much just... How many different, technically, lifetimes you've lived. Now, you've been a kid, you've been a teenager, you've been a, a young adult. You've been living one lifetime. But I'm saying they feel like lifetimes within that. Like, there's, they, they feel like different... You're talking about how many generations you can see? What? In... I don't, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. No, I'm saying that it feels like you've lived a bunch of different lifetimes in one because we've grown up as kids we've grown up as adults young adults like it feels like another time period that's what i'm saying 40 years is such a long time there's so much life in between that 
Like there's, that's like that's more than one lifetime. Like you become a parent, you become. I don't know a, if I would call those lifetimes. I think yeah, I, I mean, I'm probably wording it wrong. But, chapters in a lifetime. But I'm saying like you become a parent, you become married. You know, that's a that's a whole nother life than the lifetime you were living before being single. And you know what I mean? Like I don't. I mean, lifetime is the wrong word. I think. Like those are all cycles in a lifetime. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Stage, you, you can say stages. Yeah. Stages. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that's a new word. I've never heard that one. Like yeah. Stages. Yeah, different stages of your life, you know. Cool, 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 cool. Would you rather have a book that has the answer for the next 100 years, or would you rather have a book that had all the secrets from the past since the beginning of time? Is the Earth going to last another 100 years? Let's that's say, a good question yeah. to ask. Let's say yeah. it is. Um, shit. I think since the beginning of time, because then you would be able to know everything. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Why we're here how we got here well not a hundred years though you, oh you're you saying were, just a hundred years yeah. back no since the beginning of time yeah oh, he said beginning of he's, time. Oh, he's okay. talking about years future you can see a hundred oh, years oh okay I'd rather know about the 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 past I think I'd rather know like the things that, how we got here why we're here what else is out there for what for my own curiosity so you just want to know about it and then what just so you can know, like that's I think a lot of people go through their entire lives wondering what like what really life is about. I mean, if you knew the answer to that, then why would you want to know that over knowing something in the future? Like I, I don't I really want to know that. the future because it if the future is the future, then if you know what's going to happen, there's no like. I, I'm, there's a wrong word. There's like no mystery. Like if you know what's going to happen, like if you know you're going to die in ten years. Then you're gonna die in ten years. There's no what's the that. What's the difference of having? So you have mystery in the past, but you. I think know just like igno- ignorance is bliss. Like I think that you're exper- you're meant to experience things when you experience them, and you shouldn't really. So why would you want to know about past mystery, not future mystery? Because I would want to know like why we got here. Like why are why are we on this planet? How did we get to this point? What what else is out there? Like I would want to know. That okay, stuff. I guess the question I'm trying to ask. So you want to know why we got here? What how we got here? Whatever the. D- like how we got into this direction of where we're going right now, right? Why wouldn't you want to know the other side of where we are going to be? Like, why is the past more exciting to you than the future? It has nothing to do with excitement. It has with my curiosity, like piquing my curiosity. Like, I would want to know, like, what happened with what actually happened with the dinosaurs and what happened with stuff like that. I wouldn't really. What's September eleventh an inside job? I don't know. <laughs> I just think, for me personally, like I don't. I don't want to know the future. Like, I just... Whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. I don't need to know that. Okay. For me. Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with his... I would go the past as opposed to the future. But, yeah, just because I feel like it would be... If I had all the answers for the future, then I wouldn't feel like I'd have anything to live for, really. I kind of... Yeah. Hmm. I, I guess know. it's better, There's nothing better really articulating left. my point, like... If you know you're going to die at this point in your period, yeah, you can, like, live your life more excessively or do things like you're going to die at that period, but I just don't know if I'd even want to know that answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys are saying this like you guys know the future, though. What if, in the future, you see that they make it so that you guys can bounce back to 20 years old? So, in your mind... I don't want to be... I don't want that, though. I don't want... I don't want to go back. I don't want to be immortal. I don't want to... I don't want to be reverse time. I just want to live my life as it is. Because I don't think that that's something that we should even be playing with, personally. Says who? I just don't think that, like, cloning and doing all that shit... I just don't think we should be playing with any of that kind of stuff. That's not... So I don't want to freeze you? 
Huh? You don't want to be frozen? I don't want to be frozen. I, I want to be cremated and my ashes either be in an urn or spread out somewhere. I don't... So, I just... I don't believe in that. I don't think that you... As a... Like, spiritually, not even taking out the religious aspect of it, but just spiritually, your body being duplicated in your soul... I, but you just literally just that told me. us last conversation, you think that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, but I... I, I that's that's man intervening in science and God. I that's for me. That's not something. But don't that you I, think that if we're gonna go on the conversation of God being the one who allows shit to happen, wouldn't you think that He would make this not allowable? I mean, I guess you can you can spin it that way, but then you'd have to you'd have to decide whether you believe in free will or not. Okay. I'm just that's a that's a whole another conversation. But for me personally, I'm saying I. I, I want to live my natural life and that's it. Alright, so the way this is going, you're making it sound like you would rather know the future. Is that what I'm getting? Uh, I'm, I'll definitely play devil's advocate since mm -hmm. you guys both want to see the past. Yeah, what, I, what would, would be the um, benefits of that? So, if I were to choose a book that gave me all the answers in the future, my first thought is that personal gain would be number one on my list when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Don't look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> personal gain, right? Because you can know everything, you could play the market correctly, you can gamble however you want, you can you know what's gonna happen. But if you wanna look at it in a positive note, when it's not necessarily selfish, mm -hmm. you might be able to actually save people as well. It's an interesting way you to go. I mean? yeah. like, there's a lot of things looking into the future that might be beneficial than looking into the past. Because when you look into the past, what exactly are you getting that you can benefit from now? But you're talking about all the answers for everything ever. That's stuff that's been hidden from us too. Like, for example, I, like what I'm not arguing that. Yeah, like and I'm not. I'm not saying nine eleven an inside job. <laughs> what I'm saying is like what you said for things that could benefit other people. That might already be out there. It's just being hidden from us. Possible. So we could we could know all of the research that's been done, all of that for, from the past. So okay, let's say that you did get to see all that research. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. That's my point. Like, hey, but if you have all the answers, you But if you have the answers, you can give it to a doctor yeah. that can do something with it. This is true. And they're going to believe you because what? Because I have the book full of answers. Do you want to see the book? This <laughs> is like, like National Treasure where they have like the... I feel like that would be, uh, that would be so much more difficult to try to prove something from the past to somebody... In the present time, you would seem like a crazy person. Exactly, yeah. you would seem like a crazy person though if you were if you were like, yeah, I went into the future and I saw this. Yeah. But if you go into the future and let's say that um, it's called Back to the Future, not <laughs> to the Future. We were talking about uh, school shooters. Yeah, let's say you know. Oh God! Oh no! Please don't. No. Oh, let's say you know that there's a school shooter and he's gonna happen this day and this many people died, but this day is coming up at this time. You see the person. What if you just go and just beat the shit out of them call the cops and be like hey this person got this this is all but then mm -hmm. that changes the future now you're changing the timeline so yeah. now the future is undecided you know what though you're getting to the butterfly nope. effect yeah. I don't think so bro so hear me out okay if you were to change something into the future I think that that was supposed to happen regard like we okay if you go into the future or if you know that this person's gonna do this in the future and you go and you get them arrested before they do this yeah. that was supposed to happen that have, is the future have you ever seen the movie Minority Report yeah okay that sounds like what you're, what you're, what you're saying yeah and I love that movie by the way that's I a just, or uh, like, the butterfly effect Ashton Kutcher the butterfly yeah. effect I just feel like that's but if, they're 
if you happen to do it, it's because that was already written to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can change it. Yeah. And even if you could change it, which I know this is going on to a whole different, deeper conversation that I'm not well prepared to go into. Mm-hmm. But well, maybe, we're going. There is, maybe there <laughs> is multiple different paths that each action really does go down. Well, this goes like back to the one of our very first episodes, the Fate episode, where we were talking about... Um, that movie on Netflix, I still haven't watched all of the one where you get to choose. Oh yeah, that Black Mirror. Yeah, Black whatever. Mirror, yeah, I've heard. About yeah, that. so like, yeah, I get what you're saying. There is probably multiple ways you can go, but I don't know. Because at the end of the day, if there are multiple actions, like right now, I could throw this pin against your wall, but I didn't. But that's an option that I could have. Mm-hmm. Each one of those actions has its own. Reaction. Yeah, you know I mean, like, there's a road. But that, how do you know that it's not that already destined? That you're not going to throw that pen against that wall. Who knows? Just because it's a thought doesn't mean it actually happens. I feel like if it's a thought, it could be a possibility. Period. That's true. All I got. Well, then that goes into the whole like your thoughts are your reality, and yeah. I was thinking about this like, is a deeper conversation. Yeah. Did you guys smoke before like, you got here? No. Oh. <laughs> Kanye like, being yeah. Trump related, but the the old school Kanye said. There ain't nothing on the news but the blues. It's like, you're only hearing bad things anyway, so you're only going to be thinking about bad things. So, in that perspective. Well, yeah, and it's hard when, like, especially with our current administration, like, everything is so crazy right now. Like, every single thing he does is a fucking scandal. Like, everything. Going back on the conversation we had about gun control, this is how I feel, like, kind of correlates. Like, there's so much emphasis on specific things that if you look at the actual um if you look at the actual effect of the subject that they're speaking about on the actual population it's so small relative to what the actual issue is Mm -hmm. that that's another reason why i get detached because i'm like okay if i hear this over and over then i'm gonna start believing this shit it's like a narrative exactly yeah and i don't want to be, in be influenced mindset. by it, yeah. Yeah, but that's gonna go into a whole other conversation about gun control that I don't want to get into again. But yeah, we can do it, bro. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh. you think it's like you, in your mind, yeah, you're conditioning yourself to think that it's they're just repeating it on media, so it's over and over again. But it's happening over and over again, so it's they have to report. On it. It's not like they're just reporting on it just because it's happening every once in a while, it's happening all the time. He said he don't want to get into it, and he's getting into it. <laughs> you, you just said you did, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just making that point off of that, but that's... I literally saw a graph, and it said what they actually put in the media compared to the actual incidents that have happened, like, population-wise. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, mass shootings and terrorists is, like, 30% on the news, like, consistently. Yeah. But... Like mass shootings is like 0.01% of the population is affected, directly affected. Mm-hmm. Terrorism, like 0.0 whatever. Is, yeah. like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy disproportion. Yeah. Like you can argue that all you want, bro. Like that's a fact. But right no, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I that's agree. not a fact when you're comparing terrorism to mass shootings because mass shootings are bro, happening. Bro, that's not my argument. I'm not comparing those two. I'm literally but you're saying, saying. But you're putting them at the same gravity. That's my words again, bro. No, I'm, I'm not literally saying anything. I'm literally saying what you the just, media. No, 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 no. What you just tell said. Me, tell me what I'm saying. You said that a terrorist attack, just like gun control, you don't hear about, or you're only hearing about as often because the media is talking. Either, but keep going. Media, okay, so then explain what you said because you just said that a terrorist attack. I said mass shootings. No, you were talking about a terrorist attack a second ago, and I you was, literally I and you hold on. Let me finish my point. How's he going to tell me to say something and say hold on? Go ahead, bro. Because you just you had just said that 
it's the same thing with terrorist attacks because the media talks about it so much you make it makes it seem like it happens a lot. Yeah, terrorist attacks don't happen here that often, but we're dealing with terrorists overseas every single day. So while we're not directly affected by it, somebody is. Just like with the mass shooting, just because you're not directly affected by it in your everyday life doesn't mean that Americans aren't being affected by this daily. Bro, you're literally picking and choosing what you want to argue with me right now. Because that's not what I'm arguing. I'm choosing. I'm just I'm t I'm t talking about what point you just made, and I'm saying you literally never said the apples, media one time. And that's literally what I'm arguing. But I'm saying apples. I'm not even arguing. That's what with I'm the media, it's apples and oranges, though, because with with terrorism and gun control. Bro, I'm not comparing those two. But you're just saying that the media is spinning it both ways, so it makes it think that there's more, like it scares people into thinking that there's more terrorists. Well, not saying that you said that, but I'm saying that. You're saying the media is spinning it, so it makes it seem like it's a bigger problem than the actual percentage of what it is. What is the yeah. actual? What is I the actual? Sure. Yeah. What is like the actual definition of like what terrorism is? Because I mean, can't you sort of associate mass shootings with could, yeah. levels yeah. of I'm terrorism? Sure they do now. Yeah. I mean, but there's I mean, probably aspects of that. I mean, if you look at the actual definition of terrorism, you, say, you could probably lump that in there. But if you're putting them side to side together, I understand that. Yeah, the media does spin it so that it seems like there is more terrorism in America, but it's not. We're facing terrorism overseas too. Like okay, so let's take just one because of them. it's not happening here doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because the media is talking about it, oh, usually when they talk about terrorism now, it has to do with overseas entities that we're fighting currently. Bro, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, like at all. I'm not saying that you. What I'm saying is that you just said that the media is spinning this into something bigger than it is. But terrorism overseas is bigger than it is here. It is a fact, though. If you listen to what I'm saying, it's literally a fact that the media in the United States is putting out information that is disproportionate to people who are directly affected in this country. Let me take it to another point of the media aspect that you guys are talking about. It's like, okay, take all that aside, the mass shootings, terrorism, whatever, and you're making the arguments about how it's affecting us and how much percentage that it is actually involved. But like, think about that from a more mass perspective, like, what on the news really is affecting you for your day-to-day -day life anyways like anything other than either of those topics like right. if you see something about you know cancer i mean that's a very broad thing not comparing the that's two but the things too. but it's like i mean a lot of people don't deal with it. i mean they know people that have and it's like oh most people are their day-to-day -day isn't affected by i mean maybe cancer is a bad like, example but like just things that you see on TV people getting robbed stuff like that most people aren't dealing with that on a day-to-day -day basis so I don't yeah, know here's the graph right here it's more of a media thing I'm not arguing the graph I'm what I'm saying is <laughs> I know you're not arguing there's the graph. A difference. <laughs> this I haven't even I seen the up. graph this is what I brought up in the beginning that's all and you want to just come down and argue some shit I don't know what is anyway, this graph the graph causes a death <laughs> right. in the I think US I, I think my point is getting missed again but what Amer bro you brought in a point out of nowhere when I just brought out some it's general information it's, I don't want to be this to be all argument this didn't even start from a gun control conversation I was literally just bringing up this graph that I saw but you always just base it off statistics it's not just statistics it's a general perception of what's going on in this country it's not just a statistic. You can't just boil everything down to statistics. Wait, I want to hear so, more. I want to hear more about the graph. Like, what is actually said, on this graph, and what is you it? You say that this is a general perception of the population. Am I correct? That's what you said. Yes. The reason why it's a general perception of this population is because what they're being fed. The they're, being, that they're being fed. But this is what I was the point I was trying to make earlier between the terrorism and the gun control thing. Yes, you can say that about terrorism because we're not directly seeing terrorist attacks in the United States all the time. Get, let's get off of this part, point a little bit more like okay so if that's not the main thing that 
you feel like directly is affecting us, what do you think should be the main topic that people should be hearing about as opposed to those two topics? When it comes to um, negativity in the news, like what yeah, negative like what, be what sh- yeah, what yeah, exactly. Okay. Like what's the main topic that you so say I'm should a, be I'm discussed? Gonna tell you, uh, I'm gonna tell you what the uh, so causes of death in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Google searches, media coverage, New York Times, media coverage, The Guardian. Okay, these mm-hmm. are the four things. So the causes of death in the U.S. Number one is heart disease. Mm-hmm. Number two is cancer. Yep, and that's thirty percent both of them. Right? right, all the other things are broken down. Terrorism is 0.01%. Homicide is 0.9%, all right? Suicide is higher than both of those at 1.8%. Now, if you want to go to the Google searches, people are searching cancer is number mm-hmm. one. Yep. Terrorism is number three, okay? What the media is saying is that terrorism is 35%. Now, let's look back at the first thing, the actual causes of death is 0.01% of people are killed by terrorism. In the United States. Bro, I didn't say anywhere else. But I'm saying- you putting words in my mouth. I know, but what I'm saying is, yes, you are comparing, you're saying that statistic for what happens in the United States, but terrorism overseas affects us in the United States every day, even if it's not an attack. If we're fighting terrorists overseas and they're killing our troops, they're not equivalenting that into Bro, that. I don't even know if those are terrorists anymore. That's just a war of people trying but to But I'm saying that they're only keep equi- home home. Those, those statistics are only based on what the terrorist attacks happen here. Of course, yeah, there's no terrorist attacks. And I, I do that. agree with you that the media does cover terrorist attacks too much. But what I am saying is that you can't compare that to the gun thing but because you, but the, you can because but you the, can't because gun things are, the gun the mass shootings are happening at a more frequent rate than the terrorist attacks that we're talking about. I'm not talking about mass shootings as a terrorist attack. But you can't say that. How can I not? Because that is a terrorist attack. Uh, by definition, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, buddy, what? What do you mean, okay, buddy? Like, I don't understand what it's you're not seeing. This. You cannot control. You, you cannot. Just it out you your cannot. Mouth. All right, never so mind. We're gonna, not we're gonna get this because this is getting ridiculous. You guys are getting very. Uh, I've had like three beers during this conversation. I mean, I'm not taking this to heart how you are, bro. It's not that serious. Because it is serious. Because you can't just sit here and denounce what's going on in our country because of a statistic. People are dying every single fucking week from gun shootings. You getting passionate about all these people dying is pretty much my point about how disproportionate you think that people are dying. People dying is not good. I'll agree with you that 100%. But the way that you're making it seem like people are dying is not true and that's what i'm literally trying to tell you right no, now it, all right it's not true all right, all right. Like when you are dying, when, the, when yes. the president of the united states as many people when the president of the united states is going out of his way to have the the director of the nra pay for his own personal lawyers and stuff like that we're getting away from gun control that's a whole different fucking thing now we're using he's using gun control lobbyists to pay for his stuff nothing is going to change in this country i'm not arguing that's wrong I'm just saying that there is a whole big thing and we can't compare terrorism to gun control. We can't be doing this kind of stuff. This is a real problem right now. And if we continue to sit here and say it's not a problem, it's never going to get changed. And people are going to keep dying. I'm not saying it's not a problem. Like you you literally keep saying things that I'm not saying. I never... When did I say that that was a problem? When I keep saying... You just said that if we keep saying that it's not a problem... We as a country... I'm not saying you specifically. I'm not saying me specifically. We as a country keep pushing so this problem off, and more people keep dying. 
I didn't say you. I said we. I know, but as you're talking country. to me right now, like too. Yeah, bro. We're, no, we're having a conversation about. No, you're on a different level of conversation. All right, man. But going back to your graph thing, so you said the top thing was heart disease or whatever. Do you think that that's what people should be talking about more? Is that kind of what you're saying? Do you think it should be going more off of yep. what the actual issues are? Yep. So you sh you think that the the main narrative should be about heart disease because that's the what's affecting the most people in this country. Okay. So that that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. What you were saying, I wasn't sure if that's what that the, the argument you're making that the media makes people afraid of should actually be relevant proportionate to how people are dying in this country i mean you gotta think control not though that's what i've been trying to argue right, let, let me take this not, okay let me take this let me take it to another whole point though it's like we have to think of also how the media like what are these stories really what is like the motivation for them i mean this is going to sound very like you know cynical but it's like a lot of these news sites they're making i mean i'm not, I'm not arguing against you but like uh their their points are these are the headlines. These are big headline things. Like mm -hmm. heart disease isn't a headline. I agree. It's like, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it's like, I get from this point, like we're in a world where things need to be clicked on. Things need to be watched. Like they're trying to have rate, like new shows still have ratings. Like we can't be ignorant to the fact that people are still making these stories to make people uh, want to tune in. But also that doesn't negate the issues that they're actually covering, but it's also, there is a different motivation that people have to, in order for people to, you know, tune into what their, their message is, you know, and, that, and that's, and that, that's the, that's me from an outside perspective of not disagreeing with, with you, but like, that's also another point. I agree point. with that, but they're covering what's happening right now. Yeah. And I'm not like, saying that they're not, I'm yeah, not saying they're not. I'm agreeing with you 100% Tyler. I do. Heart not happening right now. I know. What's... I'm not saying heart disease. Let's get away from that. I'm saying that they are covering what's going on right now. And yes, heart disease is going on right now. But what is one of the most prominent things in our country right now? Gun control. So you can't say that the media is only doing this because they're trying to push an agenda. They're doing this because it is happening all the time. Like that, It's their obligation to cover that because it's happening all the time. Okay, so... So you can put the media spin on it. Let's, but, let's, okay. look, at, let's look at what you're saying right now. You're saying that since gun control issue is a big deal right now, the media should put in the spotlight because it's a big deal right now. No, I'm not saying they should put it in the okay, spotlight. So I'm just saying, so I know what you're saying. I, I'm not saying they should put it in the spotlight, but I'm saying you can't blame them for putting that in the spotlight when that's what's continuously occurring. I get that. Like just like when 9/11 happened, perfect example. Like when 9/11 happened, all that dominated was terrorism, the war in Iraq. It's mm -hmm. the same thing with gun control now because it's what's happening more frequently. And yes, I agree with you. They, there should be more cancer stuff, and there should be stuff that focuses on other things. But at the same time, like. Right now, we're focused on the gun control thing so much because it's happening so often. And then not okay. to say the cancer thing's not. It is but. a sensationalized version, though. It's yeah. like, I'm, I, like, I, like, I mean, sorry, I gotta interject. You guys have been talking way too much. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like a lot of it has to be with sensationalism of what people care about by the topics that it's at. Because, like, people, I mean, a big, probably the biggest topic or the biggest death, I think you said, I mean, not a heart disease, but cancer is definitely one of them. And it's just like people are so desensitized to it, so they're not as interested about it. And That's so true. it's like, 
okay, we have, say, the NFL or whatever. They have breast cancer awareness. It's like nobody really thinks of it. They see them wearing pink. It's like there's no actual correlation between the color that they're wearing to the actual cause as much as it is to, like... Or even, like, uh, the yellow ribbons. That they yeah. Have for the or, like, the Livestrong. I mean, these are all just, like... Well, I mean, the Livestrong's a little different because when you bought it, it would have a donation. And yeah, that. that's true. But, I mean, it's just, like, people are desensitized to things that are overly stimulated, like pushed into your face and it's like if it's like a bigger issue i don't know it's just what well, i think with people are more attracted to it if it keeps being said then people lose their idea of like how big of an issue it is as opposed to people that are just hearing about shit that's just like way crazier you know well i think the difference between gun control and cancer when you're talking about it is cancer can be caused in so many different ways from so many different things like gun control is one thing it's guns it doesn't matter what the gun is it's still guns which they should use the same perspective on cancer it doesn't matter what kind of cancer it is it's still cancer and they should cover it more i'm not mm -hmm. arguing that i don't know I don't, I don't know why but there is more directly people like us three right here right now we probably know more things related to cancer than we do know about mass shootings like personally so it's like like you probably your grandma had cancer. I have had well, yeah. people. But, I've but also, I also know somebody that's been in, or two people that have been in mass shootings. So. Oh really? Wow, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Same mass shooting too. All yeah. right. You said a minute ago that things are sensationalized. I didn't like that sigh. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to hold this in. Okay. But it's like, all right. You've been saying things are sensationalized in the media to get clicks. We all agree on that. One hundred percent. Because mm -hmm. it's a money grab. Yeah. The more attention the better people shooting people and killing people is an action movie people are gonna go to that period we can agree on that agreed that is why that is number one in the media yeah all right that was my point yeah yes and i'm just clarifying what has mm -hmm. been said you said that mass shootings are in the media so big right now because it's relevant to now yeah when I look at this graph, and I know that you don't like facts, but we're going to go to facts again. If you look at the causes of terrorism and homicide, which on this list doesn't say mass shootings, so I'm assuming it's tied into either one of those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, I think terrorism and mass shooting are probably interjected right. in some way. Yeah. So homicide is 0.9%. People directly have killed by this in the United States. Terrorism is 0.01%. So 0.91% people are getting killed by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Intentionally. Yeah. Okay? That's less than 1%. But if you go back up to heart disease, 30% of people are getting killed. Cancer, 29.5% of people are getting killed. I, Wait, let me finish. So with that being said, you can't say that these are not relevant when they are 30 times more likely to kill you. I did not say that they're more relevant. You just said the reason no, no, why no, no, mass no, 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 stuff when right now that's what's happening i can't okay. blame the media for covering gun control because it's going to get them more money yes I but get it's not doing. even just the money aspect of it it's the fact that it's happening so frequently that that's what they have to cover. my point is if the media really wants to cover what's actually killing people it would not be mass shootings do they not cover cancer though during during 
Go See, back to the good. My, okay. I'll, I'll, I got to make another point. Okay. I mean, I don't watch the news, so I couldn't tell. Like, I assume CNN is probably not going to cover cancer. They're only going to cover what New the New York Times are. covers homicide and terrorism combined. Was that 57%, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 35% terrorism, 22% homicide. They cover cancer 13%, and they cover heart disease 2.5% in the media. All right. All right. I, got a, I got a point about this. I feel like a reason why they are covering gun control more is because it's a relatively new uh, sensation that's happened in the last, you know, Columbine. Was that not the first major mass? Was it 99, actually. I think it was 99. But it's like heart disease that's been around for hundreds of years so it's like it's something that's gradually it's like we've become desensitized to it because it's been around longer so mass shootings have happened mostly in the last 25 years so it's like those are going to be looked at more prevalent uh as opposed to something that's been along for a lot longer i get that I do get that. So that's my point with what you guys are both saying. Because I'm not disagreeing or agreeing with either of you, but I'm just trying to come from a different perspective I, why it is the way it is. Because it's a, an issue that hasn't been around as long, so you can't compare something that's been around for 25 years as opposed to a thousand years. I completely understand why the media would do this. Yeah, like you said, it's new. Like you said, it's more interesting than heart disease, more interesting than cancer. Like, I get why the media is doing this. Mm-hmm. I completely get it why you're going to see it on a consistent basis. Still not going to take away that I think it's disproportionate than how you should actually feel. Mm-hmm. Because, but, but hey, the flip side though, okay, think about it like this. So, okay, if there was mass shootings like from the 1800s, like this happened all the time. People were always getting mass gunned down and then heart disease became a problem in 1999, then heart disease would be the main issue. Would it? I think so. Because it, it would be, it would, I think it would be because it's, the last 20 years, it's like, dude, we don't know what this is. And I think here's the difference with heart disease. I mean, yeah, we know that any kind of cancer, because I'm speaking of somebody that's had multiple people in my family have cancer, it affects your whole family. But it, if you're just looking at it in an objective point of view, it only affects one person. So that looks like a lesser thing than if 10 people are being shot in the movie theater. Like, why are we just focusing on one person when there's people dying in mass events? And I'm not saying that that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I can see from a media perspective of why they would cover that. That's my whole argument. Is the media the, the media cares? Oh, I don't. And let me be let me be clear. Like, I don't think any of this media shit is good. Like, I don't even CNN. Like, CNN is a quote. They're supposed to be some kind of middle ground. I don't even listen to the shit they say because they're not middle ground. Every single media outlet's biased now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going back to the question you asked me. What do I think should be portrayed more in the media? I just think that it should be if they're going to put some negative shit out there, which they're going to, because mm-hmm. that's what draws people, I yeah. think it should just be proportionate to what people are actually dying from. Yeah. Instead of giving this false sense of terror when mm-hmm. it's not going to be relevant in 99.91% of people in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do I don't you, get that. But like going back to what I was saying, like, do you think that like if shootings were okay say your parents when you were when they were kids mm-hmm. if shooting was happening all the time do you think it would be as big of an issue now if it was always like say your parents were getting having all these as many school shootings as there are now happening would it be as big on the news now do you I, think i think so only because we don't see movies about heart disease yeah. We see movies about people well, killing each other all the time. Pounds. But no, but no. But it's written. Ri- no, 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 like that like you would, that's you would, you would, though. You would see movies about heart disease if it started in 1999, we'll say. Dude, is there movies about mass so, shootings? I mean, why don't you think so? Though? We might see movies about it, but 
It would be a more. It's been. a newer thing. It's just do we, people. We're in a society where the newest thing is the most almost to the top of the list. It's did, like were there movies about AIDS? Uh, uh, I don't know, honestly. See, I was going like to really, yeah. make a really insensitive joke. Isn't there right that there? one? Do the... <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I got to go take a piss, guys. Okay. Hey, you want to take a picture of that camera's with <laughs> Yeah, what is it? So I was like, man, fuck it, let's go in. You want to do this? Let's do it. <laughs> I love how you guys always, like, you guys always pepper it with like all right do you guys want to go in this conversation and then you guys both say no and then you end up just both going full steam ahead that's our way of saying yes yeah, yeah you're like no we're not gonna do this and then in fucking fuck five know. minutes later it's like <laughs> okay so yeah i wanted to know like what is something that you guys absolutely will not do for money and the way i came to this was i got a tree cut in my backyard and as I'm watching this guy climb this tree, my fucking anxiety literally went through the roof. Like, I thought the guy was going to fall. And I was just thinking, like, that is one thing. No matter what amount of money you pay me, I'm, I'm not climbing a tree and cutting it down. Even if I gave you a million dollars, you want to climb a tree and cut it? Bro, I would have a panic attack up there. Like, I'm good. Well, would you do it? No, you would attempt to do it. Probably not. I would probably have a million dollars. Bro, I probably have a heart attack and fall off that tree. Like I th- would think that. It would I honestly, not. I think there's a price on everything. Like for the most part, bro, if you guys like, saw, if you guys saw that guy cut, climb that tree, I think you guys would have a little different too. Like I saw that shit wobbling and came to find. I told him this earlier, but when I was talking to my neighbors who set up the person that was cutting the tree down, he was telling me that that guy already fell out of a tree before this. Well, that guy just sounds like a terrible fucking tree. <laughs> yeah, treesman. Right there, bro. <laughs> treesman. I don't know if that's his name, but he's a treesman. Oh, uh, sound like a felony. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that the up. charged with treesman. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. Man, uh, like you were saying, Shane, I don't know, bro. Like, it does seem like everything kind of has a price to it because I'm terrified of heights. Like, fucking terrified. Same. But, bro, put a million dollars on it, I'm climbing whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? At least you're, you're at least attempting to attempting, do it. Attempting, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But I did think about something. And I don't think I can kill somebody for money. Yeah. I really just don't think I could. I don't think I could. It doesn't even have to be like my family. I just don't think I can kill somebody mm-hmm. for money. But I don't even kill spiders, bro. Oh, really? Wow. No, I hate I, spiders. I don't kill bugs. Oh, we had this conversation. Yeah. Sometimes if it depends, like on, the, it depends on how big the spider is and if I can catch him or not. But I tried to like let him climb on the paper and just let him out a window or out a door or something. The only time I do it is if. It has to be like a fat one. That Taylor is there. She she hates spiders. So, so she's there and I have to. Lourdes kills spiders for me. Really? Yeah. I'm like, Lourdes spider! So we'll come running out out of nowhere. You're fucking. Ah, smashes it. What about it. spiders? Uh, honestly, not really small spiders, but just big ass spiders fucking freak me out. Like, I, just don't, I, I just don't, don't like know. the idea that like, I could just turn around at any moment. There's just a fat ass spider right there. And honestly, I have no idea that he was coming. I'm not going to fuck with you. I know. And I think of it from a psychological like level. Just imagine that shit like crawling on you and shit. Hey, speaking of that, I had a spider saw standing outside waiting for the little uh, train thing at my job. And I was leaning against this fence and there was a spider. Like I saw like a fuzz in my beard. And I went like this and it was a fucking spider. Oh my God. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't bother me. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Spider. I wish I spider could not like it. Motherfucker. Nah. I'm not afraid of really anything else, but snakes. <laughs> big ass snakes spider. for me. I don't. I'm not afraid of snakes at all. Not, not afraid of any animal, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid of a tiger if it's charging at me. I mean, I have a, I have a pretty good reason why I'm afraid of snakes, but why? When I was a kid, do you remember the reptile man? Yeah. So I used to go to kinder care at the daycare, bro. They made me. They pulled out this like fucking. I don't even know how long it was. Giant yellow bow constrictor snake. Ooh. They made me the reptile man. They made me fucking hold a balloon while the snake 
bit it mm. with its fucking teeth. And since then, I can't Start even... You. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing to do. I never heard about snakes. that because, like, I've always known he's been afraid of snakes. I thought I, I never heard that. No, before. you never yeah, told bro, me that. I can't even... I don't even like going into the snake aisle at the fucking pet store. That's like, crazy. I've always known... Yeah, I've always known that you hated snakes. I didn't know what the origin of what caused it. So people and the animal. Even though... Even though that happened at a young age and you know that a snake can't hurt you unless it's, like, a poisonous snake. Yeah. Do you still feel like, just, like if it's like a little garter snake, would you be afraid? No, of it? if like a little garter snake, like I would, at first I would jump or whatever, but I would just be like, oh, whatever. But if it was like, if I was in like Texas and saw like a rattlesnake or something, oh, I'd scream probably. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't even phase me, bro. I'm not a, I don't like things that don't have legs. <laughs> See, I don't like things that have legs. Yeah, but, fuck uh, people. Yeah, yeah fuck <laughs> everyone. Uh, it's like, I forgot what the original point of this what you wouldn't do for money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would what you uh, would you lay in a tub with spiders? For oh me? fuck no. Mm, Not even for me. No. Do you guys remember that? Did you guys ever watch the Jackass where Johnny Knoxville gets pushed into the snake pit? Yeah. Nah, fam. Nope. Y'all bitches, bro. I know. Yeah, one hundred percent, bro. No amount of money no, in the world would not a lot of things, but yeah. I mean, not even spiders, but like tarantulas or some shit. There's no way, bro. I would play that shit. I'd be, oh, I'm so scared of spiders, man. Like a million dollars. I'm like, oh shit, I guess I'll do it. But okay, well, let's go back I to what you were saying. You wouldn't what? kill anybody, but I'm would not you? Anybody. Would you kill anybody who deserved to die? Maybe. We kind of had this question on the last podcast about whether. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I didn't go to jail for it. Yeah, okay. Deserve, but you just, like, want, you just want to kill anybody who, like, lived a like, perfect hey, life. Hey, kill that person for yeah. a million dollars. Yeah, fuck. But then that's also I think a question that, of does do people really deserve to die? I mean, there is some people that probably really do deserve I mean, to die. And you have to play judge, jury, and executioner on that, whether you I do. Decide, like, if it was a mass shooter, what do you guys think about that? Like, mass shooter. <laughs> See, no, I don't, I, don't think, um, I don't think the death penalty, and this might be a hot take, yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I can already tell what you're gonna say. You gonna I say? don't think the death penalty. I think it's like the easy way out. So do I. Yeah. I 100 yeah. percent agree. I'd with rather that. Uh, people I don't, sit in jail and suffer for the next. Yeah, I don't get the point of that. Like, child, like you and, kill like 50 people, and then their main argument from their lawyer, their only perspective, their only argument against any kind of like point of getting any leniency is avoid the death penalty. Yeah. It's like, bro. I would rather fucking die. I don't want to go to fucking prison, bro. Like, especially think if you're like a like a child rapist or even a rapist in general or anything to do with anything against women and children, you're gonna get fucked up every single day. Let me take this in another fucked direction. and fucked up every single day. So are you against the? Uh, you would rather die. I'd rather. I'd rather. Wait, are you saying am I against the death penalty? No, I'm not against the death penalty. Like, what I, I would rather have people suffer for the next hundred years in jail. So yourself, you would rather die than get and spend your life in prison, then, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for okay. Sure. Yeah. That's Interesting. Good. So okay, let me ask I you guys. I don't think I would rather die. You wouldn't? You'd rather be in prison? What we're talking like low security? Or what are we talking? This is like about? federal Sorry, prison? Right, Chris? Uh, yeah. Just the rest of your life in prison. I mean. Like till you die, you're I don't gonna want you're dying. To die. Yeah. <laughs> like if I had a choice, I'm not gonna choose. Death. Okay, so if you went to prison now, okay, so if you got in trouble right now mm-hmm. and you had six, you're what twenty nine? How old mm-hmm. are you? So you have maybe sixty good years of life left, maybe hopefully. But yeah. would you rather have six? Would why you rather, are you putting? Why are you putting fucking time on? I'm just here? saying. Would you rather be sixty years in prison, or would you rather that you would never ever get out? Would you rather spend sixty years of your life in prison, or would you rather just die? Six years in prison. I'm dying really? for sure, bro. I'm dying for sure too. Sorry, really? I, I absolutely. Just, like, knock on Dude, I would die. I would die for such a small comparison what are you, of, <laughs> of of fucking time. What are you bro. afraid of? Uh, dude, I just don't want to. Fucking, that sounds horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be around like just hella dudes. 
I don't want to be like just around people that are just all like the so worst part of society. I don't think it's. I mean, yeah, it's probably terrible. I mean, just like the the thing that you're locked up for, if it's relative to ten plus years, they're gonna, you're going to be in there with fucking people that are just the worst type of people. Let's go sign up for a gang. Mm. <laughs> no, what you got to do, I what you gotta do is you got to walk up to the biggest guy there and you got to whoop his ass the first day, so everyone knows you're about that. What? How? How many years would it take for you to take death over that amount of years? That's a good question. 15. 15? 15 years? Bro. I can't do 15 years. Bro. 15 I, years? I don't want to, but I would rather do that than die. Because there's like a lot of the 10, bro. Zone, man. I uh, might even take 10 on that. Really? <laughs> yeah. But you're going to get out. I know. Actually, 10 is pretty. I'd probably get deal with 10. Maybe the only way I can see you guys justifying it is if you got life with no parole. Mm-hmm. Like you're just in there forever. Mm-hmm. Like this and is, that was my ultimate beginning question. Is just I can't see anything. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you could think you would die. Like from this point of your life to the end of your life, you would rather choose prison than die right now. It, it was. Ha- it would really suck. It would definitely suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that jail is easy, <laughs> but I think that like there's still resources and shit. Like you can still yeah. learn. Like. At it's not the end of the world. But at yeah. 70, though, what would those resources even matter for me at that uh, point? There's just no... And I wouldn't even know what you, the world's like when I got out. Like, 40 years behind the wall, that's everything. So you want to die? For 40 years in jail? I don't, I don't 15 know. years even, bro. That's... Oh, 15 might be my cutoff, know. too. But I'm a bitch. Y'all some quitters, bro. I am, yeah. That's why I don't do anything bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Brent, it right. don't matter if you do something bad, bro. <laughs> like if you're a if you're an activist, they'll put some fucking child pornography. I mean, shit, you know, <laughs> find something. What yeah. kind of dancing around it a little bit? Do you guys want to give a couple thoughts on Takashi? Yeah, I was. That's what I was going to say. This this Can leads. Can we actually to... run something back now from one of the beginning episodes? Do you think now that that Takashi thing could be a movie? Yes, because I remember we had. This I remember hearing that too, and, and I was you surprised you didn't want to do. What you didn't think it could be a movie? I said in the beginning, I didn't think it was going to be a movie because I didn't. I didn't see it crumbling how it is right oh, now. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that, 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 that was like a long time ago. When At you guys the time, were talking I didn't it. think it was going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Like, he was so reckless with what he was doing. I was like, this guy's going to get away with everything. Mm. Everything for forever. Like, he's so backed. You really, you really thought that? Wow, that's crazy. He didn't get shot at. He yeah. didn't get beat up. Bro, he was flagrant as well. I just thought he didn't get I just beat thought up his, by his own people, but I thought his time was coming no matter what. I was thinking. If I thought you're, it was a matter of time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time. And I was like, if you're already making it at this point, like whoever is back, it you, wasn't that long of a point though. Like, how long was Takashi actually a relevant thing? It, it was like a, less than two years. That almost goes back to the yeah. conversation that we had earlier about the ten years being rich and the forty years being long. Like, he took a year of being hot. Uh, that's kind of true. <laughs> but I'm assuming what's going to probably be witness protection for the next. He already said. I saw some year. article about it. He came out and said that he doesn't want to do witness protection. He wants Bro, to continue. He wants to continue his music career. Like I, I thought say, that was a quote from him. I hate to say it like this, but he's going to die, bro. He just told on a whole bunch. Of, he just told on an entire gang or organization mm-hmm. and he put Casanova in there he pulled out he everybody's name French Cardi like bro you made all social security Ed. cards you're not, you're not he has shoe listed. sizes everybody you're not even you're not even you're not even, fu- you're not even fucking with just the rappers now but now you're fucking with the people that are behind them too those rich white people that are funding those rappers careers now you're fucking with their money yeah. by implicating them in that bro you're, you're you're done Cardi wears a size 12, right? I know. Yeah. That was crazy when he started calling her out and all that. I was, man. Yeah. You know what the thing that upsets me the most, I think, about this whole Takashi thing is you did the dirt. Like, they showed in court the video of you after the whole Casanova fight. Now you're 
You're sitting here telling the story about the Casanova fight. Oh, well, you know, we had to leave because we thought we were going to get hurt because Casanova's people. But then you're literally on fucking IG Live screaming out, you know, fuck Casanova, fuck boy, don't run, like all this shit on it. So it's like, now you're going to snitch on all these people, but you were there doing the dirt too. He's going to end up being a conspiracy in the future where... It's already happening now. I've he's seen it. Fed, people right? already said that he. People already. That's a conspiracy. I've already heard this last week. Is that people said he's a yeah like a Fed. He was an inside I, person, which I don't agree with. I don't agree with it that he was an inside the person the whole time. But I think they got to him early. I think right. they got to. Him, I think they got to him around the shit right after the Chief Keef shit. I think that's when. They I don't know. I don't follow him. About. I don't follow him that closely. I've just seen him from like a broad perspective. I'm talking about a different conspiracy, like. Let's say that he does go into witness protection. You said that he said that he wants to continue music. Yeah, that's what I saw, yeah. As 9-6. That's what you said? No, no, no. Oh, I was like, I didn't hear that. <laughs> that's a idea. No, I could see like another artist coming back in the future. And like uh, how they did Katy Perry and JonBenet Ramsey. You ever heard about that? Mm-mm, no. They said JonBenet Ramsey is Katy Perry. Oh, hmm. yeah, yeah. Like the timeline fits. Like it's really interesting. Just like how they said hmm. that Trump and uh, his son are time travelers. Have you guys seen that shit? Uh-huh. I'll send you that shit. That shit is wild. Conspiracies are so interesting to me. Not that I believe yeah. them. Not mm-hmm. that I'm a conspiracy theorist. But the ideas are just so fascinating. Yeah. You know why? I think that they're so con- they're so they're just like, interesting. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's because they're almost like a fiction book. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. almost like, like a watching book. a movie. It is. Like yeah. it's almost it's almost stranger than. Fiction. And that's that's always my problem with it. Like I agree with you. I'm not necessarily a, a conspiracy theorist, but it's like. If you sort of want to believe, then you can find reasons to believe sure. by reading facts and, and, and facts. And, and but and if you start examples, looking, if you start looking for connections, they'll be there. Yeah, it, yeah. easily you could find some shit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Takashi just yeah. Based on that man, I'm fucking I'm snitching too. I'm telling everybody. Are you? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm sell I'm selling all you guys down the road. If I go to prison, bro, I'm putting Camacho's name down. But if you, you were, know if, you're, saying, bro, <laughs> if you're doing the dirt, I'm though, telling I'm, it. As, well, a, as strictly from a street co- I'm like, snitching on everybody we were just asking if you would kill somebody for money yeah what, what are you saying <laughs> you gonna snitch bro <laughs> so my no I mean I, it's sort of a joke because honestly I would never be in that fucking position I'm not gonna be yeah. doing any gangster shit so I just know myself if I ever got caught up in that shit hell yeah I'm gonna snitch they're gonna be like like I told you back to the 60 years in prison I'm not going to fucking prison bro I'm just telling everybody but it's like uh, I'm, nev- I'm yeah, never I'm never I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be in the position to be a point where I tell anybody if that's I all that's the, like just kind of I'm kind of joking around if I did the crime I gotta at, at some point you have to take responsibility yeah for it, and, and that's what I truly agree I'm if just I, saying if I, I was never there do and if I had my arm around you and we were both saying fuck this guy and we were both out here telling people to do this shit on behalf of us I gotta wear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, no, I think Takashi. I think Takashi needs to wear. It. I'm and just now, saying, I never would do any of that. And shit. And now the situation is that he, uh, I'm sure Takashi's family was already in danger before he turned himself in and became an informer. But now you just put a whole bunch of other people. I wonder yeah. what's gonna happen with his girl. She got a fat six nine. I know his girl. It's crazy. His mom, like all that shit, bro. Like, I know. He just. That's the worst part about the whole story is all the people around him, not necessarily him. Yeah. Yeah, that shit is he, put, like, he put himself in that position. It's like the other people are like, "Fuck, man, I'm involved just by association." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like look at Jim Jones. They're trying to make him out to be a snitch now yeah. because he was on recordings talking to somebody about six nine. Now yeah. they're trying to say that he's a government informant. Yeah, what was the word he used? Like when he was like trying to like oh violate. Oh yeah, I'm about to violate, which yeah. they kind of associated with. Yeah, we're gonna kill his ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, violate is like street code for yeah. Um, I'm gonna so kill him. Either you're gonna rough him up really bad, mm-hmm. or you're gonna kill him, but. 
which is fucked up because I think Jim Jones has been on like the whole like business mogul he, type he shit, yeah. and uh, like he's trying Stay to. Over, yeah, yeah. Well, seems like it. With with uh, Rock Nation, his last album was really good too. I don't know if you guys check it out. But it no, really I'm not a big on the music scene, but I did hear his his album was really good. It was. I actually really Charlemagne did. said that. Uh, Rock Nation. His last album was really good too. I don't know if you guys checked it out. It no, really I'm not a big on the music scene, but I did hear his his album was really good. It was. I actually really Charlemagne did. said that. <laughs> All right, final topic. Let's talk a little bit about politics and then wrap yeah, it up again. Oh no, I don't. I mean, politics is in like I wanted to ask like some of the things about what, what you guys feel about like the Democrats and stuff like that. So um, I told you guys before that. I'm not necessarily into politics. Yeah. And there's so much scandals in the media right now that I feel like the only time I actually pay attention is when it's crunch time, when it's vote time. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of like casually sit through what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I see, um, I guess, I don't know if it's the echo chamber that I created on the platforms that I look at information, mm-hmm. but I see more democratic stuff mm-hmm. in my view. And Quick, quick question. Do you uh-huh. feel like that's because maybe your values lie more with Democrats, or I'm not sure because I I don't I don't really care what party you yeah. are. Like as long as we have like the same views, I don't think the party matters. See, I'm a me. person that I don't really identify with either party. Like I I like things that Republicans do. I don't even know why they do the party thing. Like I, I, I don't. I mean that people. that's just such a way to like put you guys apart. Like putting in separate parties. Like it already puts a line in. What most people would decide and just makes, based on that ideology. I don't you like know what's it. crazy it's, though? I know it's stupid. Is when you divide people like that, especially between the Republicans and Democrats, it's like you're almost forcing that person to think 100% Republican. Because if you think on the other end of it, then you just become some libtard or snowflake yeah. or whatever the fuck. And I'm sure both people. sides agree on a lot of shit. Yeah, well, I think yeah. that's the most divisive thing in today's culture, not saying um, Democratic or Republican, but from, from, the, from those perspectives, like people that are Republican will like absolutely not do something because a democrat wants to do it mm-hmm. just because they're a democrat not necessarily whether they want to do it just because they want to do it they're not going to do it do and you guys, like do you guys find yourself leaning in in a particular way i mean absolutely i definitely I like, lean towards democrat yeah, for sure i like it when um when it's about the people like Same. whatever you can do to make people's lives better I'm with that person. And I think that's more of a democratic approach, I would think. I think Republicans are more hardline. How much money are we making? See, that's that's what I've been told. I don't know. I mean, Republican Republican values are definitely family-oriented, big-gun-issue people. And And religion. Religion is absolutely the truth, too. And I don't... And here's my thing. Which I don't subscribe to really a lot of any of those, so... Yeah, and like the with the religion thing, like I don't mind if religion is in politics, but if you're basing everything you're doing off of God and you're doing bad things and then just saying that this is God's way, then that's. I mean, you're just you're basically, basically what we've been taught is that religion is kind of uses divisive trick already, and then you add that into politics, and then that's just dividing people even more. Mm-hmm. Like people, I almost feel like people feel like sometimes, especially like white Christians, I don't want to just like put everybody in a group, but they feel like they almost have to be Republican. Because they're white Christians from a certain area, like you can't think differently. I think in a lot of like, especially in the middle states, like I think a lot of them feel like they have to think Republican. Well, because they're kind of bred that way. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Is you said you like think of things more democratically because you follow things more democratic related. Is that what you were saying Um, earlier? 
I think your ideologies probably match more of what. Well, you said you the things probably, that you yeah. see are more associated with that. Yeah. See, a big thing for me that I've been doing like this last year is I seek things that I don't agree with just to read about from their perspective. Mm -hmm. So like I follow a lot of shit that I don't agree with because I want to see what people are saying from that point of view. So I can honestly, I want to take this side and this side and then come up with my own thoughts. And like I, I've literally been doing that for the last like year. Like I follow Fox News, I read all the comments, I read people's perspectives, and I try to think of it from like a you know a, a point of view like that. And I try to yeah, objectively, and then come up with my own idea because like it is comes back to if you read the most about one thing, then you are going to be influenced by that thing more. So what did you take away from that at this point? Uh, just from multitudes of things, mm -hmm. uh, like in terms of what, like how I think of what politics are in today's culture. Or? Yeah, like the current state of what politics are, or did that change how you view your views? Like, did did these comments or these articles or these, um, I guess, right uh, outlets, did they influence anything? Uh, not necessarily the comments, but I do have something that has influenced me like uh, pretty substantially. Is uh, my wife's brother-in-law? He's a police officer. And he is completely pro-Trump, which me, I'm anti-Trump, everything. I hate everything about him, everything he stands for. I hate everything. But, like, I, I, his I hate his voice. I hate the way he walks. Yeah. I hate his orange face. Did you ever see that, that DMX clip where he's talking about Drake? And he's like, <laughs> I hate his fucking voice. I hate the way he sings. That sounds so And then he's talking about Rick Ross, and he's like, how many motherfucking chicken wings can you eat in a Maybach or something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get off the point. That's what that reminded me of. But, um... So my brother-in-law, he's actually, yeah, he, that's the association. He's my brother-in-law. Yeah. But I really like him personally mm -hmm. with politics completely aside. But I like him as a person. But I don't agree with anything he agrees with politically. Mm -hmm. So it's been really interesting, especially the last two years or however long, Trump, three, I guess now. Yeah, uh, fuck. Yeah, it's just like, and it was hard for me to like set the two aside. But like I've been able to try to do it a little bit. Cause I you always have it in the back of your head. Yeah, it is, and it, it sucks because it's like someone I really do like, and we get along so well. We've never had any problems, but it's like, like our internal values are completely different. So I like I don't know how he really is deep inside, but like everything I've seen has been something that I like. I feel you on that because I have a coworker that so I worked in two different locations so far and we've actually worked in the same locations right the same times and he actually works in the same location as me now anyway he's a trump supporter mm -hmm. and uh we actually used to be partners on a job in the first location mm -hmm. so i know him really well and then when we come to this location trump becomes president and all stuff like now i find out that you know he's a trump supporter and all stuff and i'm not really sure about his policies but i understand the moral effect the morale effect that he's having on the country mm -hmm. and that's um that's kind of like where i started the me not liking him right just yeah seeing how he's making the country feel right mm -hmm. now, and i don't like that same um so for someone 
to like that or to like that person that's mm-hmm. doing that to this many people you relate that to who they are yeah, you yeah. Know, it's really mm-hmm. hard to see it's because hard I know who yeah. is though exactly it's hard to and that's what from that's the what I'm saying yeah and that's what I'm saying the internal core of them you're like your values are substantially different but like everything you've seen with your interactions and in, in like you know association with them they seem like a nice person but it's like well and it's I'll, hard I'll bring up a good example there's um, somebody I know that um, he was wearing a Trump hat one time making America Great Again hat, and I asked him, you know, like, why are you wearing that? And he's like, oh, I just thought it was funny. I was like, what exactly is funny to you about wearing that hat? And he didn't have an answer for it. And I get it that some people might think that's a joke, but it's like, what that hat represents is something that's not funny. Mm-hmm. So is I don't think you could find the a humor. A black guy it. wearing it? It was a white guy. Because that would be funny. Yeah, that would be hell yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah, almost like ironic. That, 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 that brings, that brings like, me yeah. to another point. This is kind well, of a touchy. Like this is kind of a tough, touchy subject, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. Because, like, I'm, just to preface, I hate everything about Trump, but it's like, like, do, do I really, truly in my heart believe that everybody voted for Trump is racist? I don't know if I can really subscribe to that. I just feel like, I mean, there's definitely a mm-hmm. large faction that are. But what I say universally across the board, every Trump supporter is racist. I'd be like, mm, I don't think I agree with that. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I like, agree with you. I just feel like people are misguided, and like, uh, I mean, I'm just taking this from a perspective because I'm such an anti-Trump person. Like, I try to see things from their perspective, and like, I see a lot of the reasons of how he got elected. Like, there's reasons why it makes sense to me why he won from uh, different uh, point of views, and yeah. like, just like. For me, I think that he was like, like an outside politician, which I can agree with. Maybe you're not in, you're not. You said you're not into politics. That's kind of a thing that would maybe apply to you. You're like, man, this guy's not a traditional politician. Maybe I'd be interested in him. I'm not saying you would, but I feel like that's what a lot of people did because they were sick of the whole entire uh, pers- uh, perspective of just lifelong politicians. They want to see somebody from the outside, and so like from that perspective, I see why he got elected in that way. And it's, but it's also what he I feel like he represents a group of people that didn't necessarily have a voice mm-hmm. before like I feel like all presidents have kind of kind of teetered the line between how far they can go but Trump just doesn't care about a line yeah. I think you have to be extremely naive to think as a poor person you have something in common with a billionaire yeah, yeah, sure. absolutely. That's One of my 100%. Things, maybe so, the come up but after the come up like, I, don't, yeah, I can't like, identify with you I want harmony Harmony, period. That's what I want. I just want, yeah, peace. Harmony. It doesn't even have to necessarily be peace, as long as the chaos is harmonic. Okay. How that can happen, I don't know. But as long as there's harmony, as long as the shit works together. A beautiful just chaos, like a way right? of everybody to interact with exactly. each other in a positive. We don't have to agree, Yep. but as long as shit is working together, that's all I want. And It's a good way. Trump just happens to be somebody that, to me, doesn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Trump might be a good person. He might be a great guy. I don't fucking <laughs> no, know. Yeah. No, no, hear me out. Like, I don't know him, so I can't say what he is, but I see how he's making everything not harmonious. Mm-hmm. The, and that already yeah. okay. turns me off. You yeah. know what I mean? So whoever is out there that's willing to make shit, make people better and coexist in a better spot, not throw people in cages because you're from a... A different country, even though none of us really even came here anyway. Like, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the that's the, really the I know that's the part that bothers me the most. 
is the argument against what, oh, we're all Americans. Like, America was founded on people from everywhere. It's like, like, I don't, like a cutoff uh, date. Like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, date. when did it become like, oh, you're from Ireland. You're not supposed to be here. Like, yeah. I'm from England. Like, these are the natural settlers. Like, if you're using that as an argument, that if you're not Native American, then you don't fucking belong here either. Exactly. It's like, yeah. that's the main, that's the part, honestly, really fucking bothers me. When people... Like Mexicans what, are more supposed to be here yeah we're supposed like to be native yes. americans are the ideal yeah. people that should be here they should be the most pissed and that's about the, america values that's you know the what whole I mean? problem i have with trump's make america great again thing is like you're preaching this make america great again but we've america's never been great for everybody it's been great for a certain group of people at a certain, certain specific time but it's never been great for everyone across the board never that's the intention though. yeah and everything you're showing is you're trying to make it and i'm not going to say what i feel like the group that you're making trying to make you're trying, trying to make it white again yeah. you can say it <laughs> why are you censoring yourself right now yeah don't censor yourself well, yeah but i mean um so i guess that kind of leads me to my next question like what what kind of things do you guys look for specifically out of candidates that kind of make you want to to vote for them like what do you guys what what matters to you as far as a candidate the issues that i see in the world that i would love to be fixed that i think a, a politician can actually accomplish in the next in his first term or her mm -hmm. first term is that well-being of life people's well-being in general i think yeah, that, mm -hmm. that can improve i really think there's a lot Wait, of money going to shit that is unnecessary in my eyes yeah that can be I don't think you can. I don't a, think you could argue against that. Honestly, exactly. Yeah. And then um, people like our generation. I know it's harder for like our parents and up's generation to see, but we're having a hard time making it through basic shit that they had it easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that needs to be addressed. I'm not trying to get sympathy, but I do think it needs to be addressed that things are not the same. Yeah. And there needs to be a way to make it so that. People, especially fresh out of college, could fucking live. Like, yeah, you know, like they need to be able to live. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've, we've romanticized in this country like what the American dream is, but honestly, like the American dream is not even the American dream anymore. It's dying for like, sure. Like the American dream used to be when people in like the fifties, forties, like get a white picket fence, you know, have a bunch of kids, retire at sixty-five. That's different now realistically a lot of people can't retire at 65 what do you think what, what would your American dream be right now um to be my own boss I think would be the American dream now like to be my own to do something entrepreneurial to be my own boss to control my own this is your dream yeah and I think what, that, do, you, what do you think the general the American, gen, dream? What general the American general? dream for our generation I think honestly and it's like I feel like a lot of us get married really early like I feel like I think we're getting married late. Yeah, so do you I. Think so I oh, absolutely yeah. do. You yeah. guys, you guys, yeah. I know, but you guys are a good example of people that got married late. But there's a lot of people I know too that got married. No, late I mean, if you look at statistics, it's definitely becoming so. later ages. I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. Like the fact that we have, and I think I heard this on a Joe Rogan podcast a long time ago. Like you don't have to marry the person across the street anymore. You can. Talk to somebody in Brazil. Yeah, that's crazy. Immediate, like live. Yep. You know what I mean? You can literally see their face live. Yeah. And talk to these people from all over the world. You're not so limited. So yeah. You have Your choices to, aren't yeah. based on location. Exactly. Yeah. So you can actually like yeah. find somebody that you love, and that's mm -hmm. why I think the, which I mean, it already is lowering. The divorce rate is lowering, and I think it's going to lower even more. And our generation is going to be the start of it because 
we have time we're to pickier. find somebody that we we're a lot pickier. Maybe maybe yeah. it's not that our generation. I think it might be the generation below us, but I feel like that I feel like a lot of young people are getting married really fast or having kids really fast. Like straight out of college they're getting married or getting having kids. Or even sometimes straight out of high school they're getting married. I don't know. I mean or if you look at like the like old that, that to me is wild because you haven't even lived life really like at eighteen I mean, yeah, if you honestly. look at like 50 years ago, I mean, probably the average age of people getting married was like 18, yeah. 19, probably. Yeah. Like, as opposed to now, I'm sure it's probably like 23 or something. Yeah. Like, the average, yeah, 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 I yeah, feel yeah. like. I agree with that. So, what do you guys feel like would be the American, what we dream? The American dream? Yeah. My version of the American dream at this point would be that I think that people really just want to be comfortable and not because. A lot of people, they'll go to college for four years thinking that they're going to come out comfortable. Yeah. Or they'll go to college and get a master's. Or they'll go to college for something specialized. And they still have this crazy debt over their head. Yeah. They don't have a job that they want. Yeah, they don't have sure. a job that pays them. They don't have all these things that they thought that they were going into the situation to have. Yeah. I think the reason why people have kids later is because of that. I do think that the American dream is changing a little too because it used to be... Wow, Bro, he pees so loud. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. The American dreams changed a little because it used to be um, like you got to go to college, you got to get a four-year degree, you've got to check these certain things off by a certain age. But mm-hmm. I think that now that with our generation, we're so much more free thinking and everything mm-hmm. that we don't put those time limitations on ourselves anymore because we're realizing that we can do things on our own time now. Like We're not up against the clock for anybody yeah. else. Like This is us now. Like we control the narrative. Now. That's a good point because when it comes to retirement for me in particular, I don't. I'm not worried about retiring from my job. I'm not worried about not working in my life. I think the greatest quote is, uh, "You should try and find a job that you'll never want to retire from." Exactly. I love that quote. Yeah. And I think that our generation, since we kind of got dealt a bad hand, we're looking for these other options. To kind of get out of the system, so yeah. that we we do have something that we can. We're definitely ourselves. we're in a creative mm-hmm. renaissance right now. We are. Like, no, yeah, so I like, totally agree with that. I feel like right now, like with the internet, the way it is, and how easily accessible everything is to life, like people are more creative now than they've ever been. For it's sure. amazing to see. I don't know if it's more creative than they, than we've ever. Or they been. Have, they have more tools to be. They creative. have more of an outlet to yeah, be yeah, creative. Yeah, more. Like they may more. not be more creative, but if they wanted to, they have more of a way to achieve that. I think that there's just more ways that we can see people be more creative mm-hmm. i think that, well it goes hand in hand i feel like yeah. you you i mean it, we can boil it down to social media it's like you can everyone has a voice yeah whether that's good whether that's good yeah, or bad yeah, you know yeah. yeah whether that's good or bad but I mean, you you have the ability to have a voice rather than you know 20 years ago people so couldn't. now he's give. i mean we both gave our definitions while you were in the bathroom but what's your like quintessential American dream. Yeah, don't copy us. Uh, honestly, I didn't really hear what either well, of you said. Well, he's so loud that he probably didn't even hear what we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to shut the door. My bad. Uh, so what is my idea of what the American dream is? Yeah. Like, what's your definition of the American dream now? Mm. Uh, like what you were saying earlier, you, you said more from a, not from my perspective, but from more of our generational perspective. Yeah. Or just my own. General. Uh, yeah. yeah, general. Uh, yeah, so more or some more likely for the masses rather than my own individual. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would just say doing something more geared towards that you want to do, that you up uh, a field that you're actually interested in doing, rather than because I feel like 
uh, times have evolved from staying at the same job for 50 years. Like people yeah. did that all the time. But nowadays it's like people change jobs like every two years. Yeah. You change jobs every weekend it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep paying more and more every time I change. So. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. I feel like people are more, and like back to our relationships and marriage and stuff. People, we, our generation, I feel like we're pickier. Mm-hmm. So we have more choices to, and we value ourselves more individually to like make choices of what benefits us in the long run, like yeah. wives, whatever, uh, jobs. We don't, if we're gonna be miserable, I mean, generally, I feel like people are like, man, I don't deserve this. I, I want something better for myself. And women, they're like, or men, or women that want men, it's like, I have standards, this is what I want. And if it's not that, then I'm not gonna go with that. And yeah. That's what I kind of like about our generation is but that, do you think that sometimes we're pickier. Our, do you think that sometimes our standards hold us back? Like, we have this preconceived notion in our head of how everything should go do you think that sometimes holds us back holds us back from certain experiences like, uh, do you think that preconceived notions like like at this person let's like let's say you meet obviously you guys are married now but let's say you meet somebody new and these this person checks out every box except for one do you think that people might disregard that person and not uh, yeah. feel that experience just because Absolutely. of that situation? What everything I was saying is like our standards are better, which is I think ultimately good, but I do feel at the same time our standards are probably too high. Yeah. Like we're way too fucking like we need every every single thing like you said all the boxes and right. if it's like one it's like you got 99 boxes but one's off and you're just like nah I'm I'm not yeah. with that it's like do you think we can fix that with our kids' generation? Because our kids' generation is skipping maybe maybe two generations? Yeah. Right? Because there's a generation under us, and then... So maybe it's skipping a generation, our kids. You mean, like, how old is your son? He's six. Six, so... Yeah. There's so you think he right in between? Yeah, you're saying yeah, like right in between his generation. Because yeah. I think that we pick and choose. Yeah, that'd, be like from, that'd be like Levi's generation. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, th- yeah. I feel like it would be like the the beginning of that generation and the end of it. So it would be almost the, the same. Generation doesn't matter. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so I know that we pick and choose what we like from our parents' generation, mm-hmm. right? And that's the boomers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We see what we like, and I know our kids are going to do that to us. Exactly. They're going to see that we're more okay with taking risks. We're more okay with finding something that makes us happy. We're we're more okay with finding a way to be ourselves mm-hmm. right but i know that there's flaws because i almost feel like we're we might be like the first generation that's doing it like this mm-hmm. so there's going to be errors exactly yeah. but they might be able to uh, to figure out the fix mm-hmm. i don't know if that's going to make them better or worse well, and this kind of goes to like what we're going to talk about about andrew yang like i feel like he he's a even though he's older than us he's a good representation of our current generation so yeah. what is so different about this guy i heard he's just different like a different candidate. You guys continue that, gonna be. You guys fucking. I, mean, I, <laughs> I know. gets so good too. I tried to hold it. I tried. That's why I got so. I, I thought you guys were gonna pause it when I went to the bathroom because I liked the way the conversation was going, and then I left. Well, oh, I know. We'll keep talking. Oh. Fuck Zach. So you said uh, Andrew Yang. He was like a new. Y'all gotta shut the door, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. So yeah, let's get back to the Andrew Yang thing. So what? What about Andrew Yang? Because you're somebody that's. You're, I would say you're pretty invested in his campaign. Uh, yeah. Is, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, so. Yeah, no, I definitely do like him, and it goes back to what I was kind of saying. I mean, I don't want to make the direct correlation between him and Trump, but a lot of the reason I do like him is for a lot of people I feel like that were fooled on the Trump ideology is he's not a career politician, so that's what kind of attracts me to his policies. 
Like, I feel like a lot of what uh, the struggle is with our specific generation is people are honestly just fucking burnt out on politics and kind of what you were saying. It's like they just don't want to be involved in it because it's like they don't feel like what they're saying applies to your actual life. And I feel like this guy is more of a modern day, just like more, you know, uh, technological uh, person who's more adapt to like general uh, problems that most people actually face through their day-to-day lives as opposed to somebody who's just been in politics for 50 years, you know? Yeah. Interesting. So that's what I that's what I like about him. He's just like, he just what? seems... Sorry to interrupt you. No, he just seems like more of a modern-day, like, you know, uh, forward-thinking kind of person, like you kind of touched on earlier. He's thinking of things of, like, actual problems that are, like, a, that have changed since the beginning of time rather than like old stuff that people have worried about what would be like his main incentive that he's giving out that drew you to him uh just honestly his just his ideas are just off the wall that like they don't sound crazy i mean they sound crazy when you think about them when you just think of the actual headlines of his uh policies and stuff Mm -hmm. but when you look into him and you hear how he explains how they are actually uh end up being then you're like man this is like kind of really forward thinking and untraditional way but it it actually backs up a lot of what he's actually saying so i don't want to make this like a promo for andrew yang yeah he's the one with the thousand dollar yep a month for Mm -hmm. for everybody yeah which i hate honestly i hate call you you it's a a universal basic income so ubi yep ubi it's a it's a it's a freedom it's called it's called a freedom dividend which is a great name because it's you know freedom dividend why would anybody argue against freedom (laughs) it's an awesome name but like no i mean it's just like i think that's i I think it's interesting because like that actual headline oh he wants to give you a thousand dollars a month your initial thought is like what does he mean like you almost like detest what he's saying because you're like man i don't agree with this i don't what is he there's got to be a catch what's all this kind of stuff and then the way i've heard him explain it has made it a lot more like understanding for me to realize that it, i think it's a cool idea i what a what about it don't you like you said you hate it from the beginning you uh, just, you just it, just, it just sound it just sounds like a gr- grabby headline just and that's kind it of just, the it, point I was going to make. Yeah, it just sounds like something that just seems too good to be true, you know? But that's it, what he wants to do. It works It works two ways. The way you're saying it, it sounds too good to be true, but that also works his way because now it's so interesting to people that they're actually going to listen to your other policies because mm-hmm. they're interested in the, was it, UBI? Yeah. Let me ask you guys something. So if we did have like a universal-based income on top of your salary, mm-hmm. whatever you guys make at your wow, job. No. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. That actually leads to my question. Like, so let's say someone is born into money. Mm-hmm. They still get it, right? Mm-hmm. Is that fair that they get it as well as someone who's poor? Because it seems like to me, it's just gonna drive market prices up. You're talking about the thousand dollars. Yeah, it's just gonna drive market prices uh, for everything up, like inflation and inflation. Then, um, it's gonna be right back to where everyone was. Like Snickers bars are just gonna be ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, I get that argument, and that's like kind of the main argument for opposing against it. But it's like, uh, like inflation. Like, what is actually inflation? You boil it down to, uh, like economics. So it's like, what is inflation really? It's supply and demand. You so work. what? What is the supply? What is the demand? 
that's what causes inflation. So it's like, okay, we'll boil it down to like, uh, say there's Snicker bars or whatever. And that was your reference. So I'll just go with that. But like, say there's like five, seven, elevens, all these four, seven, elevens, they make them 10 bucks. This fifth seven, eleven, they can make them regular price. And that's the seven, eleven that's going to sell the most because people just because inflation is there, people are, that doesn't mean they're forcing you to spend your money on that. It's like, yeah. But I that, feel like the third aspect of supply and demand that people don't talk about is convenience. And if that 7-Eleven is out in the fucking bumfuck nowhere, it's still not making them It's money. a perfect example again for that actually is um, Redbox, right? Mm -hmm. You can go to Redbox, you can pay $1.99 to rent a movie, but then you have to drive there, you have to waste your gas, you don't know how many days you're going to keep that movie, you don't mm -hmm. know if you're going to have time to take it back. So... For me, for it being one ninety nine a night, or I can go on PlayStation Store and pay three ninety nine, and I might only have for twenty four hours, but I can watch it right Amazon's there. I don't gotta leave anywhere. Right. I don't mm -hmm. gotta return anything. I don't I got that, the convenience is. factor. I might pay that extra three dollars for that movie. Yeah, especially if it's something I really want to see. I don't know. I think a thousand dollars would definitely help. We were talking about gun control. Yeah, <laughs> we love that conversation. Um, but I think that that would it could help. It could help a lot of people just not be stressed and not and and i do well, listening back to our last episode i 1000 percent agree with you on that like i do feel like if especially with this dividend if the, if people take it in there it's like to a point it's like let's happier. fucking try like, well that, that's kind of my thing it's like we've tried the same like i was saying earlier yeah, you've tried try something different you've tried yeah. the traditional ways for the past hundred years it's like why don't you try something different but like i mean it's not uh it's not an obscure way of life right now i mean it's already been done alaska has uh, universal basic income. They, my wife's from Alaska. They had once a year, all the residents of Alaska get one to two grand yeah, yeah, a I year. Nick, you see, like, yeah, you you get that. So it's not like a foreign concept. Like it actually works, and they give it to everyone. It's like there's no stigma that it's like a, a handout. It's like rich people get it, poor people get it. It's all everyone gets it. So it kind of ruins the stigma of it's a it's an idea that people can just. I get to the levels off. It's not a handout. Well, there's two concerns that I have with that UBI. The first one is I get the idea of him taxing these large companies like Amazon and these big tech companies. But if nobody's been able to tax them now, what's to say that's going to change in a year or two? Like, first off, they're the ones making the rules. Because the, the, the first thing that happens is when a president comes in is he has to take on whatever the president before him did. So he has to take a year or two cleaning up whatever that president did and sure. then has mm -hmm. to invoke something. And my other concern is that even if he does implement something like this and it sounds good, is Congress going to agree on it? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to yeah. have to get that money from somewhere. And if you're not getting it from Amazon, it's going to have to be pulled from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that's an argument I definitely can't argue against, but I mean, that's kind of a philosophy with anything. It's just yeah. like, it the whatever the promises are can they actually fulfill them my my whole idea is that it will get fulfilled if it does like that's my argument yeah but if it doesn't then obviously that everything then so, it's, it doesn't matter but i'm just andrew, saying if it went through you know andrew yang out the conversation just the whole monthly allowance for everybody is very interesting to me mm -hmm. uh, do you think that there should be a cap income cap to receiving something like that uh no because like what i was saying about the alaska thing is like because then it makes it a stigma thing, and it's like, okay, then you... It doesn't make it a stigma if the majority get it, though. Like, yeah, but the majority what, is what would it be like? Would it be like a million plus? It would just be no, a weird... Like 200,000. 200,000. And then you get a thousand bucks a month. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, 200,000 compared to 30,000 a year is a big difference. But yeah. But 
a million dollars a whole nother life, mm-hmm. you know? I just feel like it, it would, I mean, I get that. I totally would be not against that, but like it kind of gets like the fraudulent way of getting out of things. So say if you're like right on the cusp of it, you would do something that was not necessarily a way to hide something to, so you would still be able to apply to have that kind of income. But that's it would get I, out, it would get out all of the weird, that's like, a good point, but at two hundred thousand, are you? Do you really care? Yeah, about I mean, 000? but there is there. I mean, billionaires are some of the most fucking you yeah. know, like. But well, well, scandalous people. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, but like, I don't know. It's My just hope like, though, that would be that thousand dollars extra that they would have. Hopefully, the hope would be that they would take that and invest it into something for people, like use it as a tax write-off. Like, I'll give a thousand dollars to this charity so that I can get a thousand. See the cool thing. Anything people would do. I would hope that that's if they were if they were above if they were above a certain amount of money being made here. I'm saying I would hope. Obviously, obviously, I know that's not going to happen. But I would hope that if you're getting the extra thousand dollars, maybe point zero one percent of those people would donate their twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but there would be more likely that you would donate a portion of it, which would be better than nothing. Think so. I mean, I I would. Yeah, an extra twelve k on your your tax bracket. Like, don't you think tax bracket to a different tax bracket? So you might have to. to It might be worth it. No, I mean, I'm not saying everybody, but it would be more than not. I feel like people would donate a portion of it. Uh, Some people, not everyone, but it's a sum would still be more than nobody. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, but then then it gets to the argument of why give them the money anyway? (laughs) Donate it from the jump. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, because. If that's not the main, uh, mine was just like the small portion of it, not the entire. So giving a thousand dollars a month to each person is to boost the economy. Yep, it's the it's. I think he says the trickle up economy because. So if we started doing the, um, the donations, that goes away from the purpose of boosting the economy because then you can just take all that money and direct all that cash flow into a cause or causes well the, the thing about that though is you're putting money into people that you think will do the right thing with it his argument is if you put the money in our hands we'll make the right decisions if you put it into something that you don't know what it's going to do then you can't necessarily say it's going to be a good or bad thing that's true you, it, there's room for flaw you know like if i gave you a thousand dollars you know you can spend it the way you want to more than you give to someone else you know like you can I spend know me spending it now as opposed to me 10 years ago would be a completely different yeah issue. But like you spending a thousand, wouldn't you rather spend your own thousand than give it to him and think he would do something better with that thousand? Like you personally yeah. would rather, yeah. you would do something better. So like the causes is ultimately you think would be good, but I don't know. It's My better. concern too for this would be, I liked what Andrew Yang had to say, like the thousand dollars would be for like entrepreneurship or Before like, you say that, I want to throw out there like, I don't know who Andrew Yang is. Like we keep throwing his name out there. Oh I, really? I, you, have, you haven't ever seen Huh? You haven't ever seen or followed anything? Um, I've seen anything? just a little bit about him, but I just want to throw out there before I do any, like, since I haven't done research, yeah. I'm not affiliated to Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, not, it's not, we're not necessarily talking about him, but more his, you know, policy that's because kind of an untraditional way. I think a lot of his policies probably are in line with what I'd look for in a president. Do, and I know you're a big gang supporter. Do I think he's going to win? No. No, I don't do think I he's going to win either. Democrats going to win? Mm. It's tough. What I'm saying though, from the Andrew Yang thing, the only thing that would uh, deter me from thinking that that thousand dollars is a good idea is that if people are going to start living above their means now because they have that fall that thousand dollars to fall back on. So we're just going to get in a cycle of oh, well, I have a thousand dollars to fall back on now. I'm going to borrow more 
for my loans because I have a thousand dollars more. So it might be the trickle down effect might be that people are taking more out because they have that thousand dollars to fall back. But it's going to be like that regardless. Yeah. If you got a, if you got out of college and got a good job, like, Oh, now you're making five grand a month compared to your $2,000 a month loans or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to, People are going to be people regardless yeah, of whatever yeah. the... But then as I start moving up those tax brackets and making $5,000 a month, that opens up more credit opportunities for me. So, like, if you open up these other stages to people, like, there could be somebody that's, like, on the, the borderline of being poverty and middle class. You open up middle class to them. Now they're open to a whole bunch of different loans that they didn't have before. They start taking more money out than because they they're not educated on that. that. Yeah, so yeah. I think that See, it could be my thing. That that's like too. somebody won the lottery, bro. Yeah, they're not gonna sure. Go, right? yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, if you think about it from this way, though, like a generally, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but a thousand dollars a month for me. I mean, that would definitely affect me, but that wouldn't, like, vastly change my life. Like, my sneaker collection. Like, 12 cool. grand a year is not going to affect my life, like, you know, like, crazy. It's not an amount of money that I would be, like, relying on it from a point where, like, I'm taking advantage of it. Like, that's, 12, that's, if you're taking advantage of 12 grand, then you aren't making any money, that's really. that's you, but if you take somebody that's been in a poor position for their whole life that doesn't have financial literacy, you give them an extra $1,000, I think they're balling out on $1,000. Yeah. You know, so... That might be the difference between them being able to. That might even be the difference between them, their occupations. Like, if I have an extra twelve thousand dollars, maybe I take a chance on getting a higher paying job because now I have a little bit of extra to fall back on. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's a catch twenty two because then at the same time, if you're relying on that being your fallback, it could yeah. fuck you up too. I just feel like it would ultimately make you who you already are going to be. If you're going to be a lazy person with a thousand dollars, if you didn't have a thousand dollars, you would find a way to fuck it up anyways. For sure. Like if you're making a thousand dollars extra i feel like it would supplement the people that are like actually it would make them want to take more risks so if you had like a a single dad or whatever and he had a son i'll just use you as an example and you had thousand dollars a month you could pay for daycare or something so that could make you personally want to start a business you would have more yeah. time you would have a business that say you've always wanted to start a business a thousand bucks a month you put in a daycare and then maybe i would have more time to invest and learn and and develop this business plan that i've had my entire life and it, it would help that and then it would move the the generation forward i feel like i get that that's definitely an ideal situation that mm -hmm. you're talking about but there's Always. Yeah, I mean, there's both sides of everything. It's just like and the it's like the universal healthcare thing. Like it sounds so good in theory. Like everybody mm -hmm. gets healthcare, it's all good. But at the same time, it's like there's a cost to doing that, and mm -hmm. I don't think that for people in Congress that cost is worth doing that. Yeah, so I'm kind of worried about like yeah, if he gets let's say that in his and obviously with Andrew Yang his thing has he's been gaining more momentum. Let's say he does become president, though, and then he has to deliver on that UBI, and he can't because of Congress, and that makes his whole yeah. Kind well, of see crazy. that aspect, I'm not arguing. I'm yeah. just, my whole argument is if it 100 percent passes, like so, whatever you're saying. If it doesn't, then like I mean, I don't have any arguments for that. Like, who do you guys think? Mine's the same best case scenario. Who do you guys think is probably the best equipped right now to go against Trump? Because, in honestly, as far as Democrats are concerned, I don't think anybody is. I don't know enough. Even if you didn't know anything, like, I don't... See, that brings me back to Andrew Yang. I kind of... That's why I kind of... I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily the best, but I do think that his... Like, his universal basic income, The my example of Alaska, Alaska's the most red state in the entire nation. Like, 
Alaska is most Republican amongst all, and they have his main policy as their policy. So that's why I feel like he would attract a lot of Republicans, and he would be more equipped to uh, have two sides. Mm, but my biggest fear, and it's not even just with him, it's with all the Democrats, is I don't think any of them are willing to really get their hands dirty. And I think if you're going against Trump, you have to be willing to get your hands dirty. You have to play dirty in order to beat him. See, that's the part I don't necessarily Which agree, agree with. ties into my theory about the whole impeachment thing, too. Yeah. Which, yeah. I can, He's not going to get impeached, bro. Definitely. He's not. And you know what? I th- Honestly, like... He's going to have three times. The reason, <laughs> the reason why I think the impeachment thing is so crazy is I don't think that they're doing this because they actually have grounds for impeachment. I think that they're doing this as a desperate plea. Because I don't think that Democrats think that they have somebody that can beat Trump. So this is like their last-ditch effort to try and get him out of there. Yeah. But now that more information is coming in about the Ukraine stuff, maybe. But I, I don't know. Yeah. Bro, Trump has been flagrant from the jump. He can do mm-hmm. whatever he wants. And he's like, not what's going to change he's right now? He's changed the like entire this, like faction of what the actual he's government like the really six, is. He's of, a king. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a, bringing he's it. He's 6'9 of politics. <laughs> he kind of is, yeah. Like, he does whatever. That's the part I'm always I, that's the part I'm interested about because like in 20 years like what are politics going to be based on what Trump did cuz he's pushed it so far one way that it's like <sighs> How are we going to move it back toward, towards a more middle ground when you can realize you can just fucking do whatever the fuck you want to do? I think if you got somebody that's in there that's confident enough, they're really just going to be like, nah, fuck what yeah. you say, I'm doing it. It's setting a precedent for yeah. like the future, which is kind of scary. What do you guys think about uh, Bernie? Because he seems to be, in my eyes, probably the, the front runner right now for the Democrats. Bro, I'm going to tell you, besides, you know, I don't know enough, bro. Besides See, Joe Okay, I'll, I'll make a point about Bernie. His what is what is Bernie's main policy? He wants free education for all, right? Free education, free education for all. This the guy has the funniest <laughs> fucking Bernie impression. I'll do it right now. The top one percent of the two percent of the thirty percent of the forty-five percent. He's just, he's just always yelling about percentages. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I don't want to fucking check that shit. See, so this guy, I need Tyler's graph. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny thing about Bernie. I think that Bernie is one of those people. That he throws a bunch of shit out, that, like he'll throw a bunch of things out there, and to see what sticks. And so if he's like free education, free blah blah blah, and finally the crowd erupts with it, he just takes it to the next fucking level. Like he's like, all right, we need to tax the rich, and everybody starts cheering. He's like, you know what? No more fucking billionaires. Like he just takes it to the next extreme, and it's like, dude. I, see, my problem with this is like what I was saying is his main policy. I feel like is free education, and like. I think is on if you look at it from a surface point that's uh interesting and you're like yeah I mean generally people are like yeah that's a good idea but if you think about it from I mean I'm not putting you on blast but you didn't go to college so that kind of thing doesn't apply to you yeah you it's like so that only is a small percent but, it, but it does though like if it if it comes to um, student loans for example like if he's mm-hmm. gonna eradicate that is that one of his things uh, yeah, he wants to do something like that. Okay, so let's say, like, my situation. I didn't go to college. Yeah. But my wife did. Mm-hmm. And she has student debt. Yep. That directly affects me. Yeah, you for sure. I mean? so Absolutely. I, it's not like it's too far off, mm-hmm, even though sure. someone didn't necessarily go Or even, like, if you think about, like, the, the education system and them wanting to put free education in now, how does that impact your future kids as well? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I wasn't really trying to say it like that. I'm Sorry saying... get that Corvette after all. Shit. <laughs> I just mean from a perspective of like people can get jobs nowadays that doesn't involve education. That's what I was kind of saying. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if there's free education, but somebody wants to do a trade or somebody wants to do something more entrepreneurial that doesn't involve education, then like whatever the free education is, it won't 
it won't make the it won't benefit them you know so it's like that's why i like the universal basic income because like a thousand dollars will it it universally is uh over everybody but like education that's like a small uh faction of the actual population it's like 50 percent of people go to college and most don't even finish it's like, I don't know. I feel like the thousand uh, covers everybody as the education segments everybody more. Sure. You know how we were just talking about how um, we, our, our generation is, um, there, uh, what, what were we talking about? It pretty much had to do with like the no going to school, how you don't necessarily have to go to college to get a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think our generation, since we see how the, like the college debt is like people that are about to go into college right now they might be turned off to go to college because they don't want that burden yep. you know mm-hmm. and it's showing that like we you were talking about a creative renaissance yeah right? it's showing that you can do more stuff and that might be part of why people are choosing to do something on their own which i think automatically falls into creativity if you choose to do something on your own because you're creating a path right mm-hmm. yeah i think that that might be one of the um, like the the forces that are pushing mm. people to do something on their own because they just don't want to deal with that issue yeah you know? well and i think especially in this generation currently we've seen more people make it on their own without necessarily an education that we don't have to apply education to making it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like sure. the, the old stigma used yeah. to be that you had to get a college degree in order to. Dude, it was an elite club mm-hmm. yeah. at a certain point. But like, now and it was literally just the, a generation above us. Like you guys yeah. were saying this earlier, goes back it was the, our parents' generation that set that precedent. Yeah. And then literally, whatever generation is, maybe 30, 40 years, and this goes back that changed. The, this goes back into the Rich Paul conversation that we had last time. Like, he didn't go to college, but he knows what he has to do to, to be rich. Like, I think now people are discovering that a degree, yeah, it might help propel you a little bit forward in life, but at the same time, you, you're able to do it on your own if you really wanted to, mm-hmm. to take that. Approach. Your ultimate drive will what traject you into your life if you really have the motivation and drive to do it. For it sure. seems like a fraternity is almost better than college at this point. What do you mean fraternity? Being in a fraternity seems like it's better because I know uh, people who went to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say. Like, you mean connections and like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they still get a dope-ass job because someone in the fraternity mm-hmm. has right. I mean, that all comes, I mean, that's how I view college in, in general. It's but just like the connections you build more than the actual degree. Yeah, yeah I used to have the this. Net- like, the networking. That's I used to have this for. bad stigma about uh, fraternities, but they kind of remind me of um, like almost like sports teams now in college like you still have to like prove that you can be in the fraternity you still have to keep up good grades like you still have to go to chapter you still have to do all these things so it's almost like we know frat people that maybe don't have the best stories behind them or whatever but it's it's still showing to other people that if you're in a fraternity it's almost like a step above just a degree you're showing that you're also a part of something a part of something else like a what they would consider like a brotherhood but you're also showing that you can dedicate your time outside of just college to something else too yeah moral of the story if you do blackface you'll go places bro. <laughs> you know what's crazy did you guys see that the uh the canadian prime minister yeah just got blackface and i like oh uh, yeah guy, justin that justin trudeau heart. i like that guy yeah just, you, justin man, trudeau just bro do you think that maybe that blackface at one time in fraternities and i don't want to like, yeah, delve too, too but do you think that that might be have been like a um, like initiation 
Yeah, yeah like, a, like a, a long term uh, thing. This is not... this is like if you ever go against us, this is your yeah. your blackmail for your black face. Yeah. I don't know. That's I can good. see that because it seems like that's the one thing that's always thrown out, like mm -hmm. a minor sex scandal and then blackface. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, true. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you got a, uh, so you got the wow, and you got the playlist. So what do we? What oh, are we? Yeah, was yeah. you, bro. Can I tell a quick going. joke about the playlist, Sigma? Oh, wait, hold on. My yeah, but well, let's do the playlist first. Okay. I have a joke about your playlist. I was telling Tyler in the car. So did you see the playlist? No, when you mm. would text me and you were like, "Yeah, it's seven. Uh, what did you say? Off the beaten path." I was like, "Bro, <laughs> what are we about to get on this playlist? Like, <laughs> is this gonna be like John Mayer? What are we doing?" No, I mean you guys. You guys know a lot of the people. Uh, there's a couple. I mean, because uh, a big thing with me and you guys is like, I listen to you guys' podcast. I know both of you guys are super heavily uh, involved with like current music and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I definitely wouldn't put myself. I'd probably put that with you are with politics. Like mm -hmm. I'm more of a casual music fan. Like I love music, but yeah. I don't get in depth with it. Like I associate who I like based off of previously liking people, and I'll like because I don't like investing my time in shit that like I feel like is not going to be that good. If I yeah, don't fix yeah it. that yeah. that's honestly like as I've gotten older, that's what it's been. Like I I hardly ever listen to people that I never heard of just because I don't want to listen to an album that do, might be yeah, terrible. I don't want to listen to like one good album and be like, oh, these yeah. Are gonna be fire, and then listen to the next one and be like, damn. So it's like bad. for me, it's like I like Kanye, I like Jay Z, I like fucking you know just all the main. People yeah. and like, like always. Ch I mean, not even necessarily that, but you know, I, I like a lot of the new school people. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But so, like, what is what would be an example of somebody that's on that playlist? Uh, let me see. I got my playlist. Uh, I mean, most of them are actually people you guys have heard of. There's like just two songs that I've heard that like I don't know who any uh, like either of these people are. Like, there's one uh, stick figure, which is kind of uh, crazy. I don't know any of their songs except for this one song that popped up. It was really good. And so, I mean, my main playlist of what I decided to do is, like, as summer's ending, like, I feel like our moods have kind of changed. Yeah. And, like, a big thing of, like, what I get into music, and this is, like, way different than most people. Most people like, like, turn up, like, uh, I like more, like, just substance, melodic, like, beats. I like just, like, shit that, like... If you heard what I was listening to, you're like, man, this guy's depressed. <laughs> like, yeah, I like listening. Funny is like, when people are out with me, they think I like like the the super like pump up, like yeah. listen to like Money in the Grave. But when I'm by myself, it's a lot of party. It's a lot of like, I guess art, like sad R and B. Like I like sad music. Yeah, like I listen to a lot of sad music. Like I, I like to work out to like sad music. I don't know yeah. why. It's me weird. Like, Fuck that. Bitch. I like just like <laughs> melodic beats and like just kind of like deep lyric like i like lyrics a lot and so like i like what people say like this shit might sound gay as fuck but i can literally listen to extra's confession and in a I mean, gym session yeah i mean me too fine. i listen to weird shit when i listen to the gym it's like usher's confessions like i'll, I'll but, listen to you'll, you'll be missed by party next door yeah. but yeah i mean not to say that my playlist is weird you guys know most of these people uh, i have a weekend song on here I have Rick Ross uh, featuring uh, Chris Brown. Sorry, I know you guys have probably heard that. That's like, a good song. I really like, like I really like that song. Like, I was listening because I liked that like five years ago whenever it came out, and then it popped up on some weird playlist the other day. That's and I was best. like, and I was like, man, I fucking love this song. Like That's the Chris the Brown, uh, Rick Ross. So I have that on here. Chris I have Brown that. On hooks is crazy. Yeah, he's so good, and I don't really like Chris Brown personally, but like yeah. he has good music. <laughs> And so I have I've that. I've learned to separate Chris Brown from the music, which I'm kind of starting to learn to do mm -hmm. with Kanye too. But, but yeah, I have this. Oh, uh, I don't know how people 
say that they don't like. Yeah, it's like listening to Michael Jackson. It's like you're gonna like the Michael Jackson, but well, obviously but you know, all that shit. I'm not even gonna go. There. All that <laughs> shit about Michael Jackson got dispelled. So yeah, no, I don't believe that shit about I mean, Michael Jackson. Creepy, yeah, probably. Uh, I have some Meek Mill on here, so Ooh. I mean it's not that weird. So the two songs I have weird. Uh, there's this one called Rio Cragen. Like I'd never heard of who they are, but is this they. By Stickman or uh, no, no, no. This is the name of the group. I haven't heard any of their music, but a song came up. It's called "It's Rio Cragen." It's called "Last Goodbyes." It's a great song, and so th- yeah, like I said, this is all like about a. It's like a, a deep vibe, dark, melodic, uh, very lyrical type stuff that like puts you in a mood and like if people heard me like it's a good playlist of like just being alone and like vibing out mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> exactly Driving like that's the per- that's the perfect way so yeah i have and it's seven tracks so but yeah taking the old kanye route yep seven, you want, and i think you have to like it you want to name one song as like a cliffhanger to for people to be like oh, all right maybe i might fuck with that uh oh, yeah sorry, no honestly it's, sorry it's no it's the rio Cragen. i don't know who they are i don't know what it is if it's a group but it's, called, it's called goodbyes uh last goodbyes if you guys heard it i could yeah, i'm excited to hear it, it's yeah. it's actually really good like once the podcast is over i'll put it on you guys should listen to it it's, yeah. it's really good like i have no association with anything about them i don't know what they are but He's a it was a cool yeah. it was a cool song though so yeah all right what you got for the wow yeah wow the wow you, since, since he's not here uh, I, I got you uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but anyways, going wow. back. I got some wor- I got some words of wisdom for you guys that you've never heard before. Never. Yep. Wow. Now this is easier said than done, but uh a big thing for me at this point in my life is I'm sure both of you can relate. I'm at that age where I've had goals and dreams and it's really now or never to just go out and try them. We live in a hyper conscious highlight reel of Instagram where we only show the good parts of our lives and nobody hardly ever wants to showcase their struggle. They don't want to appear vulnerable. They don't want to suck at something at the beginning of fear or judgment, so they don't try it at all. When if they worked at it in a year or two, they could be a light years ahead of where they ever thought they could be. We are afraid to be ourselves uh, out of fear, but um, we just want to be creative, yet we admire the small percentage of people that are actually creative. And um, uh we all have ideas and ambitions and things that we've always wanted to try, but something outside the box in today's society leads to criticism from people that are too scared to do anything themselves. And it. that's why I'm glad I came to this podcast because I support what you guys are doing, putting yourself out there. Uh, because uh, I think that's a cool thing that you guys are putting yourself out there because I think more people should put themselves out there. And I think I should put myself more out there. And, uh, People need to do that more. And I think the key to happiness is uh, finding a purpose and finding a purpose in doing whatever it is that you want to do. And it's better to regret, regret something that you have done than living your entire life thinking, what if I just tried? So. Oh, yeah. Way to put all of our other wows to shit. I know. Jesus Christ. And to go off that, I like it. one of the like my favorite Nipsey lines of all time is, um, find your purpose or you're wasting air. Yeah. Hey, going back on what you were saying at the first uh, the first section of it when you're and I also like, appreciate uh, the nice things you said about the podcast yeah me too appreciate that um, where you're saying uh, like to you have to kind of just take a chance to kind of just ride with it like you don't know if it's going to be good mm-hmm. who knows what it's going to be in the future I'm not going to front there's a couple times where I was like man I want to quit this shit Tip. I was like man fuck this like, I was like plays aren't moving how they are yeah. like I'm putting on a lot of work it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere right now yeah. at this particular second but I always try to put myself in the bigger picture like if you ever hear anybody's story about how they come up from the beginning to when they got famous or when things started popping for them or they got rich or like their business started booming, there was always some point of struggle. And they always say the thing that separates them from the other people that didn't make it 
was that they just kept going. Mm-hmm. Even the part where you said that um, they're afraid to look bad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I don't even know how we're perceived. Yeah, it might not even. That's be a, that's a big part of the vulnerability yeah. of you guys of like. All right, I'm going to start a podcast. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard, like, feedback on, like, the negative aspect of, like, what the fuck? Why would you guys start a podcast, like, from I that? I feel like pers- people are afraid to give us negative feedback because yeah. they don't want to hurt our feelings. And, like, I mean, I've heard some stuff, like, not necessarily about you, but, like, just when people, yeah. like, start stuff, they're all... They're, the first initial reaction is always people that are just hating on it because, like I was saying, like, they're just afraid to do it themselves. And, like, you, I admire people at this point in my life that are like going out on the limb and trying fucking something man it's like it's so hard to do it's like people are like yeah i want to do something but like when do you ever really like i'm 30 years 31 years old like i've never really gone out and tried to do something that i've really wanted to do and it's like almost becoming like too late i mean it's never too late but it's like when are you actually going to do it and you guys are really doing it and it's like i like that you know how you hear about like like the rappers in your high school, you know, like this fucking guy wants to rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, that was always in the back of my mind. Yeah, it's like I'm you like, you hated man. on him, but you were kind of jealous of him at well, the same not time. Even that. No, no, no. I'm seeing it more like, like I hear people talk shit about like the high school rappers that want to yeah. be like they aspire to be a rapper, and then they're fucking thirty and they're still trying to be a rapper. And I'm like, damn, we're probably gonna be looked at like that. But fuck it, like it might work out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just. I guess I'm gonna just stick it out. Yeah, the thing I try to keep in the back of my mind too is that um, if you hear any entrepreneur talk about like, because I've done things before this, like I tried to do the vlog stuff and things like that, but it's like a feeling out process. Like, you trying and failing at certain things will help you in the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if the the vlog stuff that I used to do might have not taken off the way I wanted to, but it's giving me ideas it's giving me like, learning lessons mm-hmm. for lack of a better term or structure for the next mm-hmm. yeah like, that's yeah. a big thing it's there. all it's, a, it's, it's all mm-hmm. building blocks i just yeah. think of this as all building blocks to whatever is going to be the ultimate goal yeah for sure. and that goes back to like what we were saying earlier about our uh, generation that uh, like i was saying that we're all like well, our standards are so high like all of us want to try things and just be perfect at them from the very beginning and it's like there's no room for error which is kind of like stupid like you guys starting this podcast is like at the beginning yeah you guys you like you don't really know generally what this is going to become you know and you're kind of just like learning your way through the whole thing and then like ultimately it could turn into something that actually is what the core point of this podcast is but it's like you're going through the motions of it now it's like you don't know what it's going to be it's like yeah and like people don't take those kind of risks anymore and like that's why i really admire that you guys are doing that because you guys are in the small percentage of people to do and i look up to people that are doing that whether the success of how they're doing it uh is big or not you know it's just the risk is what is admirable for me for sure appreciate that yeah appreciate that too and that's a no structure podcast (laughs)